Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Hey, welcome to Ballpark Bros. Uh, it's a show. It's about sports. That's Tom. I'm Mike. And with us as always is friend of the show, David Dargarts. Man, the Cubs won the World Series. Oh, we're past that. that. Was, that I mean, you guys are ago, past man. that. I, oh, okay. Believe me, if you want to do that show again, we can. I'm, uh, I think I'm down I, to talk about it for a while. I read the show's today's show's schedule wrong, I guess. <laughs> No, no MLB talk today. Yeah, <laughs> we're not allowed. We got we were bad. We got so much other stuff going on. We had yeah. to we had to forego talking about baseball. Uh, a lot of that stuff that's going on uh, came out of the world of college football. Uh, we had the big game, the big game on uh, on Saturday. The game, yeah, like the Star Trek episode, the game. Have you played the game? Of course, I'm talking about the University of Michigan. Uh-huh. Traveling down to the shoe to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yep. Um, there are a lot of Michigan fans out there that are going to be crying about penalties <laughs> and Barrett didn't make the first down. My favorite, what I thought was p- perfect, there's nothing better than Harbaugh getting a penalty for flipping out. Yeah. The guy is a hothead and he's known for his hotheadedness. <laughs> and his hotheadedness, his hotheadedness draws a penalty. Oh my God. Um, Michigan I, fans are freaking out about that. They said, well, that didn't warrant a penalty. Well, okay, that act alone did not warrant a penalty yeah however the build-up to that the fact that he was still when he threw that play sheet and broke his headset he was actually still crying about a call that happened two plays ago yeah so he's he's hilarious this is this is just harbaugh and this yeah. is how he always is and he get he got penalized for being a moron yeah. and I'm like i'm sorry that sucks but there are all kinds of sideline penalties that you gotta be aware of yeah you gotta be aware of everything in this game i mean there was a penalty in a nfl game what was it last night last game? night yeah, yeah sunday night football yep you got a coach standing in the in on the the white part yep. of the sideline and almost gets bowled over by a referee or whatever. Yep. Yeah, and they do a flag on that. Threw a flag on yep. that because you got to be aware of that crap. It's you know you get there's, there's penalties out there yeah. that you need to be aware of. I know a lot of Michigan fans will will disagree, but Harbaugh deserved that flag, and they're going to disagree with this next point. JT Barrett made that first down. Yeah, there, I saw an overhead it was camera. Tough. It was very clear that he made it on the overhead camera. It, yeah, it was it was really tough from a lot of the views I saw. I don't maybe I guess I guess I missed the overhead camera because I didn't think it. Well, that was that came out after the fact. I, oh, yeah. See, so during the game, I saw that this morning. From every angle that I saw, I didn't see that he broke it, but. I mean, it, it was it was close enough that I feel it could go either way. Right. Well, there like there is no clear shot of the ball from any of the angles that they showed us. But they ruled but they he, ruled it a first down and then confirmed it. Yeah. So what can you do? But well, and then I mean, you got to think about the fact that yeah, okay, just because we can't see the angle, we can we can figure out where the ball is based on yeah the way his body is and the way right you know everything else is moving in the pile and everything like that. But no, I they got that call right, and there were some big pass interference penalties that weren't that should have been called that weren't um, right that would have that would have benefited Michigan. Um, well, I knew in that I knew in that play happened that this was going to be a defining moment like i knew like we're going to be talking about if he got this first down for right oh yeah until next year when they play again um the uh 
the other big issue, you know, is people complaining about penalties and everything, and they were talking about how unbalanced the officiating was. I don't think it was unbalanced. I think it was terrible all around. Yeah, it wasn't great. They, they called some ticky tack stuff and let other blatant penalties go. Um, yeah, you know, both teams got away with some holds. Um, the two, the two big ones are the two pass interference ones that uh, you know all the Michigan fans are going to complain about. I mean, rightfully so. However, um, you know those pass interference penalties didn't throw two interceptions and fumble the ball on the goal line. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, true. maybe not, you know, directly, but <laughs> right. yeah, um, yeah, no. So obviously, we, uh, we haven't said the final score or anything yet. Um, Ohio State did win, uh, thirty to twenty-seven in two overtimes. Yep, with uh, all kinds of bonus ball. Yeah, the uh, they traded field goals in the first, or no, they traded touchdowns in the first overtime. Michigan kicked a field goal in the second overtime, followed by the OSU touchdown for the three-point win. Yeah, uh, a fifteen-yard run by Samuel. This was a perfect score for these two teams to be two and three. Yeah, to be in the Big Ten, to be in this big, big game. And then to be just a three-point difference that went to two overtimes. Yeah. You know, it was like, to go back to the Cubs, it's like, if it's going to take, you know, it's going to take as long as it possibly can to resolve this game. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, in football, the, college football, you can go on for eternity. But, yeah, but yeah uh, it was These it are the games that we want more of, that we want, yeah. you know, we don't want it to end. So, yeah, watching it go to overtime was great. Um, it was a really good game. And, you know... I'm not biased one way or the other. I don't. Right, yeah. I don't. I don't support your team really, so I don't really care. You know that Ohio State won or anything like that. But uh, it was really fun to watch. As I'm, I'm happy that I was neutral. Yeah. Kind of as a fan here. I mean, I, I picked Ohio to win, obviously, but you know, as far as a rooting interest, I didn't have any. So it was a, just a great game to watch. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, be, being neutral in this part of the country uh, is really difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh. For this for this matchup. But it it does make that game more enjoyable. We've had a couple classics uh, in our lifetime. Yeah, I think this one was. Uh, I think this might be the best one we've seen. Yeah, this was great. It was um, a great game. Yeah, the one versus two matchup back in 06, but I think this game was better with the comeback and the overtime and everything and like that. It so. was so when I, I feel like these teams fought. might be better than those teams were. I mean, despite them being having been mm. one and two. I think this Michigan team is better than that team was. I don't know about the OSU team because that was the Troy Smith OSU team. Uh, and Troy Smith is just head and shoulders above anything Barrett could ever dream to be. I'm really low on Barrett. Uh, having seen him play live and then watching <laughs> that game, you know, yeah, I'm just not, this past Saturday, I'm not very high on him at all. I'm not, I figure I'm not he's, crazy, but he's going to end up like uh, many recent OSU quarterbacks as a wide receiver in the NFL. For Oakland yeah. or Cleveland. Uh, don't wish that on anybody. It happened to Terrell Pryor, and he's having a heck of a season right now yeah. with the Browns. They 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 stink, but he's doing pretty good. Yeah, well, he's playing for a contract to go play somewhere else. Yeah, right. He wants out of there. He got out of Oakland at the wrong time. Right. <laughs> um, so the other the other action um, in the Big Ten we'll talk about first. So with OSU beating Michigan, all eyes were in Happy Valley. Penn State taking on Michigan State, and things did not look good for the Nittany Lions right off the bat. Nope. They were playing like crap in the first quarter, struggling against a pretty bad MSU team. And uh, for Penn State, it was winning in, um, and they were able to turn it around and wound up uh, defeating Michigan State pretty handily, 45-12. to So they're heading to the Big Ten championship game in Indy on Saturday. If they had lost that game, they would have been OSU moving on to take on Wisconsin. Yeah, I wasn't following the Penn State game till late. 
um, you know, and I saw that score and I was like, yeah. well, that, you know, you know, it kind of, bo- they kind of stomped them there, but yeah. um, looking back at it, yeah, they did have a hard start. So that was the exact opposite. I looked at it early and I'm like, oh dear. And then I, yeah. like, I just kind of <laughs> went about my day. And... I, was, I was slipping back and forth between my Irish and the Penn State game. And then when the Irish started getting crushed, I was like, well, I need to report on the Penn State game for the show. So yeah. So about the Irish and coach Kelly. Yeah. Um, he Boy. said he's staying. Yeah. Reports are saying he's looking options then he comes back and says i made it perfectly clear that i'm staying um (laughs) he's fired (laughs) i i don't think he's fired i don't want him to be fired um because i look at the other options out there and i don't see a better one right now fewer miles you don't want less miles no okay nope i don't want a middling coach that inherited a good roster to get his championship that's not fair. That's not exactly what happened but (laughs) i just no not i mean not impressed with less miles chip kelly I'm going to punch you right in the throat. I'm just putting options out there, right. man. Square in the throat. No, the uh, the coach that I would have wanted. Marvin Lewis. Took the job in Texas. Oh, really? Herman. He, yeah, replaced, I, he replaced the recently fired Charlie Strong. I, yeah. love, I love how Texas is like, the, the rumor comes out that they fired him, you know, after the previous week's loss. And then they're like, no, 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 that's not true. Uh, we didn't fire him. We're going to wait till after the season. And then like the day after the season's over. Was it a day? I thought it was mere him. hours. They I've... fired him. And like two hours later, I see that they've already hired somebody yeah. else. That was messed up. The Which... whole Charlie Strong thing. They kind of strung that, strung him out there. Yeah. Uh, he's a good coach he was good at louisville he just that was a mean thing to do you should have just fired him when you you know well so just they're running a business and they didn't i guess it's like a whole week of this crap though like yeah everybody's reporting oh he's gone nope well my theory is that they were only gonna fire him for herman yeah which that leads me into something else so these coaches are able to come and go as they please right todd herman does all this recruiting down there at houston takes all these recruits away from texas uh, he dominated that state yeah. in a, you know, where traditionally it's been Texas and Texas Tech and Texas A&M that have been getting all the top recruits. He was getting some five-star recruits at Houston, which had never happened before. And then he gets to just walk away. Well, all these kids that went there specifically to play for Herman, they're stuck. Yeah, they suck. If and they want to leave, they have to sit out an entire year. Yeah. That's just not fair. No, I don't think that's right. I mean, it is, you know, it's, it's but, part of a broader discussion about how college athletes are treated. But now, do do they lose that year of eligibility or no? They just have to sit out a year. It's like a redshirt year, but still, it's it's just it's plain not fair. These coaches can break their contracts and leave and go coach the next year right. at a different school. Yeah, but these kids can't transfer. These kids who see, don't even get paid anyways. Yeah. <laughs> see, I I always thought that a contract was a legally binding document. No, no, no. not not United States of America. <laughs> Oh, see, every contract has a you know all these built-in clauses that allow you to terminate it for any reason at any time. Yeah, like every other paragraph, it just says in bold red lettering with with stars, "This is not a real contract." Yeah. It's, it lays everything out, and then at the end, it says, "You know, unless of, you don't want to anymore." Right. None of this matters. It says, "Flip, flip over the page," and on the back of the page, it just says, "Just kidding." They they sign their names in pink gel pens. Yes. Yep. Which <laughs> which constitutionally. You know, don't count. Yeah. I used to use pink gel pens in high school. I know. Really, None only, of your homework counted. <laughs> and that's really, why you dropped out. Really only to drive my teachers nuts. Yeah. 
But yeah, so yeah, we got the coaching carousel going on there. Um, I got this killer cough that I want to apologize for. Everybody in the world has it though. Yeah, I'm doing better than everybody else. I think I just got the cough right now. But oh, the rest I of actually died before the show. The rest yeah. of it's coming. Don't worry. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's killing me. Yeah. Uh, were there any other coaching moves? Um, I don't. Know. I don't think there. I think, were. That, I think that was it for now. Um, but uh, well, in college at least. Well, yeah, well. So over in the SEC, uh, we knew the matchup before Saturday's games, but Alabama beat Auburn 30-12, to just solidifying their spot as the best team in college football. Basically. And Florida yeah. State beat Florida 31-13. Uh, to 13. Again, neither of these games meant anything because we knew it was Florida-Alabama in the SEC championship game. Um, and then... Colorado, number nine Colorado, beat Utah 27-22 to advance to the Pac-12 championship game against Washington, who had defeated Washington State 45-17 to on Friday. So yeah. everything's coming to, come to focus for these uh, for these championship games. I'll run through them really quickly. We're going to do picks for all of these games coming up this week. On Friday, we got the MAC championship game, the highlight of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Uh, the Ohio Bobcats against number 21, 12 and 0 Western Michigan. Oh, let me let me think who's going to win this. I was I wasn't only wrong. I wasn't only right about Western Michigan winning against Toledo. I was very right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they wouldn't have won had uh, I was extremely right. <laughs> had UT not turned the ball over and they scored on every single yeah. Yeah, drive uh, after what, that. Western Michigan was just crushing it. Yeah. That, I watched a little bit of that game. It was yeah, it caught some of that. Pretty intense. Um, so then in the Pac-12, as I said, we've got Colorado against Washington. Both of those are on Friday, and then Saturday at noon we have the American Championship game. Navy taking on Temple. Woo! Yay! And as as exciting as that game is, but er- wait, there's more. Everybody, hold on. <laughs> Also if you call at, now. Also at noon, get ready to be channel surfing, guys. Oh shoot! The CUSA championship game. Oh, oh find yeah. that la- find that last button on your controller oh, yeah. now and just put like some, <laughs> highlight that thing. We got Louisiana Tech against Western Kentucky. Oh man, some of the I, best football. Maryland, clear my schedule. So now, after you sleep in until three forty-five, you can wake up and watch the SEC championship game between yeah. Alabama and Florida. That'll be at 4 p.m. When I'm done cleaning my room, I might watch that. <laughs> oh. At 7.45, we have the Mountain West Championship game, San Diego State against Wyoming. And then the two that I think everybody's really looking forward to, uh, both at 8 p.m. on Saturday, number seven, Penn State against number six, Wisconsin. Yeah, that'll be good. And the big That's the Big Ten. And the yeah. ACC, Clemson against Virginia Tech. Yeah, those will both be good. That'll be a, a high-scoring thing. Let me see what I'm doing Saturday. I don't think it'll be as high-scoring as the Pittsburgh-Syracuse game. No. I don't know if either of you gentlemen had a chance to watch that. Uh, but Pittsburgh won 76-61. to And I am talking about football, not basketball. This was the highest-scoring game in FBS history. Yes. Yep. Uh, I watched the highlights and fell asleep at about the three-hour mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just nonstop. No defense being played at all. Um, 
I was like 137 points or something. Yeah. Whatever it was. I was 137. Like, yeah, 137. Yeah. I missed the score there. Yeah, that was nuts. It's almost as if that they was, were playing 11 on 7. Yeah, it was straight up college basketball scores. Yeah. Like, that's a college, that's a great college basketball score. I'm the, predicting uh, that for next week's matchup <laughs> between them. Yeah. Um, the total yards Syracuse 668, Pitt 644. God. Um, there were seven penalties for each team. I don't do that many yards like in a month. <laughs> seven penalties for each team. Syracuse with 50 penalty yards. Pitt with 64. Um, just, I, there's not a lot to say about this game other than just wow. It's Cyber Monday. I'm going to get a Fitbit and see if I can outdo those yards this week. Well, you have to do it in a, you have to do it in a span of three hours like they did. Oh God. So you might have to jog. That's like 50 miles. As math is, <laughs> as math has told us time and time again. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> I'm so good at estimating. <laughs> amazing. Uh, amazing it work. It's uncanny. Uh, Tom busted out his calculator. <laughs> Doing the math. Uh, it's less than a mile. <laughs> it's part, most of a mile, though. <laughs> You're no better. You didn't need a calculator for that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's 74% of a mile. God. Oh. All right. So we're going to go further back in time since we just covered Friday and Saturday's action all the way to Thursday. You guys remember Thursday? Thursday? Um, we ate a lot of turkey, drank a oh, lot of yeah. wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there yeah. was some football going on in the background. I drank only a little bit of wine. I drank a lot of Angry Orchard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, you just, yes, you did. You it, made a fool of yourself. Except for that little bit you spilled on your pants. It was just a little bit. Still a party foul. I wasn't even drunk yet. That, yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> it was only like his second one. I only spill stuff. I just have bad dexterity. I I I, I spill stuff like two or three drinks in. But it was eight or nine drinks in, and I'm shooting straight. <laughs> it was on his pants though. Yeah. So he could have easily gone up to his room, taken them off, and and rang the liquid out into his mouth. Oh yeah. Well, who's to say I didn't do that? No yeah. one saw me. No one saw what I did up there. Yeah, you don't know. You have no idea. So on Thanksgiving we. We had three, well, we had two pretty good matchups and then the Steelers-Colts game. Yeah. Um, why did it have Why did it have to be a late game? Yeah. It's, you know, it's nobody's fault but the Colts. It would have been better. <laughs> it would have been so much better if Andrew Luck had played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate that it was a late game. I hate when the late game's a stinker. Yeah. Because it was a stinker. It was. Because um, the, thir- the first two games are so fun. I beg to differ. I, yeah. loved, I loved the first two games. Yeah. Um, Detroit won 16-13 on a last-second field goal. From Prater, uh, they have sole possession. They of came first place. They had to come back all the way back in the fourth quarter, didn't they? Uh, yes. That um, <laughs> just quite like all their, quite like, unlike them. Yeah, just like all their other games, they um, had to come back. That yeah. was a, that was a joy to watch. So, I, I enjoyed that game a lot. Matt Prater kicked the game tying field goal, a forty yeah. eight yarder with one forty five left. Then Detroit got the ball back and he kicked the game winner as time expired. Yeah, it was the turnovers, man. Yeah, that uh, turnover from the Vikings just killed him. Uh, and then uh, in Dallas in the mid game, uh, the Cowboys took care of business against Washington, thirty-one to twenty-six. That was another great. Um, man, that was a heck of a. Game. And actually, uh, it was thirty-one to nineteen until Washington scored late to close the gap, but it just it wasn't enough. They weren't able to get the get the ball back after that. Um, but uh, Kirk Cousins finished forty-one to fifty-three. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is really uh, trying to get into MVP talk. Oh yeah, dude, he is. No, uh, he, he. I think he is in talk. Yeah, well, from, just from the buzz I I read. Yeah, you know? we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later just, too. Man, uh, four hundred forty-nine yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Washington did not have a running game though. 
their leading rusher uh, only had 37 yards. So that was a lot of uh, a lot of why they were struggling. Uh, yeah. For Dallas, on the other hand, uh, Ezekiel Elliott had 97 yards on 20 carries, two touchdowns. Uh, Prescott added 39 on the ground and a touchdown, and he also threw a touchdown pass to Terrence Williams. Um, Dallas just keeps getting better and better, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they look so good. They look so good on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, they, um, I mean, they look good for. Yeah. Past three, what going back? Steelers, right? Steelers, Ravens, and now you uh, just want to. It's just every week you want to look at something and say like, oh, but can they do this? Yeah. Can they do this on Thanksgiving? Uh, yep, yeah, they yep. can. Well, and I, I <laughs> and blue jerseys at home. Yeah, yeah, I like their blue jerseys. I like them. Uh, I wish they wear them more often. I like that. I like that uh, Washington forces them to on the road. Yeah, uh, Washington will wear white at home to force Dallas. But uh, so looking at the rest of Dallas' schedule, I keep hearing on on ESPN and uh cbs sports and fox sports or whatever you know this is dallas's toughest time of the year you know all these they're they're finally facing winning teams yeah so they they beat pittsburgh who's six and five six and four without that loss they beat baltimore who is also six and five six and four without that loss yep they beat washington uh i'm sorry what does that bring washington to that would be six four and one six four and one so you know six three and one without that loss and then coming up they've got a game at Minnesota. Minnesota's been fairly weak yeah. over the last few weeks. I know they did just beat Arizona, yeah, but they, they're so a lot of people. Yeah, they're up and down right now, and it's mostly yeah. down. Yeah. Um, then, they're, then they're at New York. They're playing the Giants in the Meadowlands. That is the one that I think is going to be the toughest test for them. I'm doing whatever I can to watch that. What day is that? It is the primetime game on the 11th. So I, we should not have anything going on. I do not I do not currently unless I go to Flyers at Red Wings or Bears at Lions. <laughs> I would highly recommend you don't do either of those things yeah. so that you know for sure you will be in front of your television. Yeah, it looks like those are the two things that I have yeah. uh, just penciled down there is uh, possible things to go and do. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would advise against it. Um then after that they have the uh surprisingly hot Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, winners of three straight now. They could win the division. They could. They could. <laughs> um, Te- technically, that is in Dallas, but you know Tampa's Tampa's, Tampa's been good. Yeah, they've um, been good. Then they host Detroit, which I'm sorry, Lions fans. I expect that. I expect that to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think I think Dallas can take Detroit handily. Yeah, I I expect that to be a bloodbath. As good as Detroit has been feeling this year and all that, um, I st- yeah I expect Dallas to take it. Yeah, without um, very much trouble at all. And that is a Monday night football game. Yeah. So, uh, and then they close out the year at Philadelphia, who's five and five right now. So yes, they are in the tougher part of their schedule. However, looking at the remaining uh, five games. I see three wins right off the bat, so um, so good enough for first in the NFC. Yeah, definitely, and that'll put them at thirteen and three. So um, I don't see them slowing down too terribly much. And it, you know, even in the games that I don't see as automatic wins, I still see them right. You know, as winnable games for Dallas. Yeah. So um, the, and then uh, so we'll go to the final game of Thanksgiving. Uh, Steelers beat the Colts twenty-eight to seven. Yeah. Uh, in a game that everyone was able to predict from the moment Andrew Luck was announced. <laughs> yeah, it was a luckless yeah. game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Twenty-eight to seven. Whatever. I didn't. I didn't watch much, uh, basically any of that game. No. I was, I was just like, you know, we we wrote it off. 
we knew Pittsburgh was going to beat them by a few, and they did. Scott Tolzien didn't look horrible for much of the game, but he did have a couple of, of instances where he was, he was, he was throwing behind people. He, yeah. he was missing. He was bad late in the game when he was trying to come back. And I think if it's uh, a slightly weaker team or, or if Pittsburgh's defense doesn't step up like it did, it could have easily gone the other way. Yeah. I watched Tolzien for a few games when Aaron Rodgers was out in 2013. He's a solid backup quarterback, yeah. but he's not going to go out there and win the game for you. Well, talking about going it, it, it going the other way, this was this was the game where when Michael originally picked the Colts because you know before Luck was out, this was the game he said he thought could flip the other way, and this is the game I said could flip the other way when right. I picked the Steelers. So we thought it was going to be a close, great matchup when you know Luck was still healthy. Yeah, so yeah, and it, you know it likely would have been. Yeah, twenty eight to seven is not a huge not a huge blowout. <laughs> Pretty close to what I predicted though yeah yeah if you guys saw the facebook page check us out on facebook um i had predicted the final score to be 33 to 7 oh wow um so i was i was definitely the closest because i think you guys each picked like four point games or something like that yeah um, yeah i picked well, a closer I, game. I didn't i did not expect pittsburgh to have two goal line stands in the same game let yeah. alone the same season <laughs> yeah um antonio brown five catches Three of them for touchdowns. <laughs> took, he took the lead from Jordy Nelson. Uh, Brown has ten touchdowns on the season. Jordy has nine, and obviously Jordy plays tonight. Uh, so that's a that's actually a pretty pretty interesting uh, race to watch there. Yeah, that's cool. Both you know both of them. Yeah, big name guys. Top, you know top of their profession. Yeah. Um, which you know that's been nice for me and Tom to watch over classic teams the last yeah. few years. Um, uh, Le'Veon Bell had 120 yards and a touchdown uh, for the Steelers. I cannot wait to get another full season out of him. I don't think it's ever going to happen again. <coughs> With his contract. Whether whether he's being suspended or getting injured, it's just yeah. been, yeah. you know, we've got we got the one 16-game season out of him, and that was it. Yeah. Oh, you guys been able to plug the hole with D'Angelo Williams just fine each of the last couple of years? Yeah, yeah he's good. I like D'Angelo. He doesn't age. I, yeah. I know, but how long until he suddenly does? I like there's D'Angelo. That, there's that switch that flips at a certain point. Nah, he'll be fine. He's like, I don't know, yeah, I like him and like LeGarrette Blunt, those kind of guys. Yeah. Um, so uh, flipping to Sunday's games, we had Atlanta beating Arizona 38-19. to Weird. I just could not get interested in this game no it's it was it's a hard one too too much red going on that okay that was exactly what i said so we're sitting there after the after the patriots jets game and ended and we were watching the nbc pregame show and they're showing that and i'm sitting there uh with my wife and my mom and i'm I'm watching tv and i said that is a lot of red and mom goes oh yeah that's hard to watch (laughs) yeah well they're both like dark reds yeah, you got these darker reds with the black, and and yeah. Well, and the, and the Cardinals away jerseys look so similar to the Falcons away jerseys. <laughs> right. I thought yeah. that the Falcons were playing themselves. Well, yeah, it, yeah, that, it, it is hard to watch just from a aesthetic standpoint. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the game just wasn't really very good. I no. mean, yeah, the Falcons put up all those points and whatever, but it just, I don't know. Larry yeah, Fitzgerald did have appealing. that amazing one-handed grab. Yes. Uh, and uh, Tyler Gabriel, four catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, twice he took short passes and yeah. did the work himself. That's awesome. Um, so I, lo- I love watching that way more than I like watching a deep bomb. Um, well, it depends on what happens at the end of the deep bomb. If you got a... 
you got a guy taking it yeah. out of the defensive back's hands or you got Oh yeah, that's fun. I just but, I love I love seeing a receiver though take like a short or medium yeah. like uh distance pass and just taking it through guys, running through guys. Yeah. Um yeah, like uh God, who was that? Tim Table to Demarius Thomas in the playoffs that one year? Now I there's will punch you now there's a quarterback. <laughs> In the weenus. <laughs> now there's a quarterback. And Tim Tebow getting lucky. I believe you mean outfielder. <laughs> yeah. I believe you mean uh, SEC commentator. Uh, over the AFC, we had the Buffalo Bills beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-21. to um, This was another game that I just... I was actually... some. I don't know why. I was, I was keeping tabs on this for some reason. <laughs> I I saw at one point that uh, the Jacksonville had a one-point lead, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? How is this game as close yeah, as it is? They scored at seven in the first, and uh, Buffalo scored six in the second, and uh, Jacksonville goes into the half with the lead. So <laughs> it was exciting as all as all get out. We're gonna ha- <laughs> we're gonna have fun with math. What's eighty one times two? Who knows? One hundred and sixty two or something. All right, which number is bigger? <laughs> 162 or 126? The first one. (laughs) Would you say that it's twice as much? (laughs) Why? Well, Blake Bortles had 126 passing yards, but he also had 81 rushing yards, over half as many yards on the ground. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. He was their leading rusher, obviously. Well. Wow. Oh, hey Tom! Your what? Christmas present ship. Oh, good. Oh, J- Jacksonville had a had a one point lead twice. Yes. Yeah, I saw <laughs> I, I I saw the score when it was twenty one twenty. No, they had three times. They, oh, they had a seven six, yeah. a fourteen thirteen, and a twenty one twenty lead. They led the game three times and still lost. Yeah, that's Jacksonville for you. Uh, they've, Sean, they've won like two games, right? Yes, I believe so. We're not even gonna look it up. We're just gonna be yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through the standings <laughs> later, so it's, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, Lashawn McCoy had 103 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, added 31 yards to the air. Dude, I stomped Roger because of that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stomp my brother in fantasy. Uh, Sammy Watkins came back, had three catches for 80 yards. Oh, yeah. Perfect timing because Percy Harvin was out with an injury just two weeks after coming back. So Percy Harvin was injured? I think they talked yeah, about what? it. What? No way. Well, hey, he he's allowed to be, though, because he came out of retirement to even do this. That's true. So he can do whatever he wants. Just back to his old ways. Um, Tennessee went into Chicago, came away with a 27 to 21 victory. Yeah, because Chicago was dropping every pass, every pass uh, thrown to him. It was nuts. Every single pass that went into the end zone. It was it was amazing to watch. Like you should have heard the announcers if you weren't watching this game. I was I was catching it a lot because I uh, I was I had NFL Red Zone on all day. Yeah, and um. So, you know, they switch over to there when she, every time Chicago's in scoring range and they drop another flipping ball and the announcers were losing their minds, too. They were like, how is this possible? They're just that bad. It's just dropping ball. Nobody's even covering you. You're wide open in the end zone and you just decide to, man. Is, um, oh, man, oh, man. Show us how much I pay attention to the Bears right now. Is Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey injured? I don't know. Uh, I know he didn't play. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, Matt Barkley filling in for Jay Cutler. It's 28 of 54, <laughs> which is just terrible. Uh, but again, we said drops. Drops. 316 man. yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He was getting frustrated too. I mean, you yeah. would, right? If you threw oh, yeah. all these balls to these receivers. Um, over on the other side of things, Mariota was 15 to 23 for 226 yards and two touchdowns. 
Um, Looking good. I think that's his uh, eighth straight game with two scores. I believe so. Um, it's good. Chicago was able to keep DeMarco Murray in check. Only 17, 17 carries for only 43 yards. Uh, however, Derrick Henry was able to run on them uh, with eight carries for 60 yards. So mm-hmm. they were able well, they were able to get some production on the ground. Yeah, they had finished with uh, 149 rushing well, yards. And, and yeah. Mariota added you know 46 right. on his own. Yeah, that's a decent that's a decent ground game. So. Tennessee is a team to be reckoned with. Yep. Um, Jeez, Pete's. So the Giants beat a football (laughs) team, and I use that term loosely, from Cleveland by a score of 27 to 13. There's a group of individuals from Cleveland, Ohio, who got together. They dressed the same. And uh, they thought it would be fun if on every Sunday um, they'd go down to their stadium. They have a there's a big stadium down there in Cleveland where you can play football. <laughs> unfortunately, game. unfortunately, only one team ever does that. Every, like even when they eat when Red Zone cut to this, I was like, man, cut to something else. <laughs> uh, I didn't yeah. even I didn't even want the highlights of this. I was just like, move it on, man. I was actually watching this at one point before I flipped to red zone. Tom and I were having a second Thanksgiving with our sisters, um, so we didn't watch any of the early games. And you know, oh, thank man. goodness, man. So, I watched the uh, quote highlights from this game. It's all it's all Eli to OBJ. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Um, I think the Browns would have done better if they had gotten some of those orange bags that look like jack-o'-lanterns that you put leaves in. Just dropped them on a... Just put those out there on the field. To block for McCown? Yeah, that would have been a better option. Yeah, Josh McCown was sacked seven times. Oh, was he the quarterback that day? Yeah. Uh, one of them resulted... No, Cody Par- or Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> one of them resulted in a fumble uh, yep. that wound up in Jason Pierre-Paul's hand and a half. <laughs> I was going to make the and same was joke. And for 43 yards. Damn it was you. ruled a fumble, not an interception. Oh, gonna... uh, well, that's... I think it should have been an interception because that's more impressive. Yeah, no, yeah it was a 43-yard no. uh, touchdown from a fumble, recovered fumble. Yeah, yeah, so just utter dominance. I, I really feel like New York even kind of took their foot off the gas and still coasted. Well, they, Eli Manning only threw for 194 yards. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they didn't look superb on offense except for the uh, touchdown passes. Both teams stunk on third down. They were, they were tired. Their bellies were still full of turkey. We just want to take a rest. New York was only 4 for 13. Cleveland was only 3 for 14 on third down. Must be nice to have the bye week on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Lucky Giants. Um. So, so we went from Chicago to Cleveland to San Francisco. This is just the worst. San Francisco made it interesting. They though. did. They, but tr- they still tried. Awful. And Dominican Sue ended the Two game. Two yards for, away for from, Miami. from potentially tying it. It also ended Colin Kaepernick as we know it. Yeah. Kaepernick had a good game. He did. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, especially against that defense. I mean, yeah. he Miami, threw, Miami's he's, pretty strong. He threw 46 times with a percentage of 63. Right. Like, that's good. I he mean, threw uh, he's, nearly although, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Right. Uh, although he did he did only have 296 yards. He There was a lot of dinking and dunking yeah. against him, which which is the way to the way to move the ball on Miami. They're, Not to take away from what he did, but I mean. Was, for Colin Kaepernick's style of play, that's a heck of a game. Yeah. Well, he also had 113 yards on the ground. Yes. Yeah. He's... I I, 
Yeah, These yeah. last few games, he's really started to look like the uh, the Colin Kaepernick of the Super Bowl. Yeah, unfortunately, like 49ers. he doesn't have anyone around him. No. Because his QB rating was 94.1. I don't believe that factors in <laughs> that you ran for 113 years. Doesn't, you got to look at the ESPN stat QBR, which yeah. I hate, yeah, I by hate the it. way. I, I don't use it. Because the way that QBR works, they, they weight things later in the game. A 13-yard run in the fourth quarter is worth more than a 13-yard run in the first quarter. Even even if the 13-yard run in the first quarter leads to a touchdown while the one in the fourth quarter leads to a game-tying field goal. Okay. That touchdown did just as much to make the score tied as that field goal did. Whatever. So that's why I can't get behind the ESPN QBR stat. Well, because it's about all about your performance in clutch time. Well, yeah, because that's how ESPN sells. It's all about, oh, this clutch play, or, yep. you know, they got to have the big play, the clutch play. They can't talk about the things that happen in the trenches. They can't talk about, you know, this little tiny thing that happened in the middle of the second quarter that extended yeah. a drive, you know, on on third and third and three. They can't talk about that play. Right. But, you know, Ryan, oh. Ryan Tannehill. I, well, yes. I watched the uh, the highlights of, of one of the plays of, of one of the games, um, like the official NFL highlights. There were three incomplete passes in their package of highlights. Man. Were they deflected? Were they? No. No. They just missed. They were just one of them. I forget what teams it was, but the quarterback ran around for a little bit, avoided getting hit or something, but still threw an incomplete pass. Did they play yakety sacks behind it? No. Yeah, that's it that's, was bewildering. The point? It was bewildering. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna show a quarterback running around for that long, you better play yakety sacks. So Miami's won how many straight here? Six. Yeah, that's incredible. So you know, I was buying in on them last week. I know you guys hesitated. Yeah, I wasn't um, really, but I mean, they're seven and four. I mean, yeah, it was only San Francisco. But, but San Fran came and played. Yeah. Yeah, they played a good San Francisco yeah. yesterday. Um, the uh, So the Dolphins won this game with very little on the ground. Uh, J.J. had 18 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And Tannehill added 34 yards of his own. So not a whole lot on, on the ground there. Um, oh, man, I just looked at the next game that we're going to cover. Did you? Is it, oh, uh, ooh, is it, is it Baltimore and Cincinnati? No. Nope. But oh. that, no, it's Los Angeles <laughs> and New Orleans. All right. New rule. Uh, we only cover games that, that I know, have but this, two 500 or better teams. Yeah. But this game, I know this game was nuts. Oh my God. It was a stomp. Um, before. it was tight. It was tight at halftime. It was, it, it was tight at halftime. And then, uh, New Orleans outscored Los Angeles 21 to nothing in yeah. the fourth quarter to win 49 to 21. Yeah, it was a seven-point game at halftime, yeah. and then they just went nuts. It was, man. Jerry Goff had a solid game, 214 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Yeah, he got his first NFL touchdown. Yeah. And then his second and third. Like, <laughs> like I expected to see maybe the one, and then, like, they'd have a decent game running. If you want to get your first NFL touchdown, just play us. Yeah. Willie Sneed. Yes. Had that a touchdown yes. pass, and that was hilarious. So the big storyline going into this was, you know, our our old our old defensive coordinator who ran Bounty Gate is coach in L.A. Yep, and that was the big story that, that you know Sean Payton and, and him don't really talk a whole lot and whatever. Well, I mean Williams got Payton suspended for yeah. the whole year. I wouldn't talk to the guy either. Right, so that that's a huge story. And then they just come in. I here. wish we would have had a show when that all went down. They come in here and they play like a top five defensive scoring team. I think it is. Yeah, I believe so. And they just whoop the crap out of them. And the the, the Willie Sneed pass was just that 
you know, was just Sean Payton saying, screw you. Well, on, <laughs> screw you, Greg. Well, that was their last touchdown, and that was with <laughs> 10 minutes left in the fourth. I mean, they yeah. were already up 42-21. Yeah. He dropped a dime on that throw. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was a back rating on his own team. Nope. That's a, that was a 50-yard pass, yep. man. Uh, Breeze finished with 310 yards, four touchdowns, five total passing touchdowns for the Saints. Unfortunately, a QB rating doesn't really count when you only threw once. Right. <laughs> uh, Breeze had a one-yard touchdown run. Yes, he did. Um, and Mar- QBR. Well, more more <laughs> like a more like a touchdown leap. Really. Now, and now we switch over to the QBR. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because that matters. Um, Mark Ingram had 146 yards on 14 carries, ran for a touchdown, had a long of 61. Uh, for the Rams, Gurley 50 yards on 13 carries. You know, we talk about it every week. Still, uh, still having trouble getting it going there. Yep. So, um, a lot of people caught balls for uh, LA. How many different receivers they have? Seven. At seven. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so he's working it around. He's uh, at three different players scored touchdowns. Kenny Britt. Yeah. Lance Kendricks. Tavon Austin. Only Drew only spread it around to eight people, but a whole hell of a lot more completions though, right? Oh no, I guess only eight. Yeah. No. So we're going to go from there to, man, Tom's right. Cincinnati is next. <laughs> that uh, sucks. Uh, so, all right. I, I don't want to go, oh I don't want to go too far in depth on, on a lot of this game. I'm just going to run, so, run some stats and then we'll talk about the end of the game. Uh, Baltimore won 19 to 14 uh, to overtake Pittsburgh for first place by virtue of the tiebreaker. How many misses did uh, Nugent have this week? He had one extra point miss. Yeah. Um, Dalton threw for 283 yards and a touchdown. Uh, touchdown went to Eifert, who had 68 yards. For Baltimore, Joe Flacco, 234 yards and a touchdown. Baltimore, again, not great on the ground. Um, so end of the game. Yeah. The uh, the Ravens are winning 19-12, to and it's time to punt. Um, so way, way deep with their backs against the yes. wall. Uh, punter, punter is pretty much at the goal line, I believe. Uh John Harbaugh, being the genius special teams coach that he is, that he was special teams coordinator in Philly before the Baltimore job, yep. uh, has a play drawn up where the long snapper sends the ball back to the punter. The punter runs back and forth along the goal line, and everyone else holds. Yep, everybody. The game cannot end on an offensive penalty. Right. Therefore, when uh, Sam, I don't know how to say his last name because I've heard it pronounced like three different ways, Koch, Cock, and Cook. It's spelled K-O-C-H. Cook. That's Cook. Yeah, it's every it, announcer says it a different way, it uh, seems. Yeah, it no. drives me up the wall. Well, That's 66% pronounced. of announcers but, are wrong. Yeah, yeah, talk to a German, you guys. Yeah. It's Cook. Um, so uh, as time expires, or well, no, not quite as time expires, um, 11 seconds left, he takes the safety, leaving Cincinnati with very little time. Yeah. And... Uh, or no, no time. He was able to run off all. Yeah, he ran seconds. it out. That's right. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Because um, you just hold. You just yeah. hold. Everybody um, held. Everybody held. Everybody holds their guy, and you just hold. It's just constant holding call. Flags flying everywhere. Yeah. Refs running out of flags to throw. See, and there is a way to combat that. Yeah. Don't leave a returner back. Yeah. You will have a free body running after the punter. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is you don't. Yeah. You got that returner, so you got an even amount of guys. You know, yeah. at the line holding or, or stuck getting or getting held. Yeah. But in that case then cook just punts the ball and yeah right by the time someone gets down to cover it's over anyway yeah there's no time left but so you know very smart play by harbaugh exploiting a very stupid rule yeah um the, i i look for the competition committee to amend that 
over the summer. <laughs> this is how you ru- this is how you get things taken away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, you won the game. Yeah, so I, I expect the competition committee to look at this and intentional fouls. And I know yeah. you can't judge intent, but right. when all ten guys hold, I think you can judge intent. Yeah. Um, I expect I expect there to be something uh, something addressing this over the summer. Look, if so. if the NBA can have intentional fouls, then yeah, then the NFL can. I don't know. We'll see. Also, how do you ever hold without intending to hold? It is possible. You get your arm. You're yeah, blocking. It, the defender makes a move, and you get your arm hooked up right. under his arm. Yeah, it happens all the time. And you can't get it out of there. Right. It happens. It's yeah, because you, know. you see the smallest the smallest hold will get called. So, right. Yeah, and that's a lot of times it's this kind of thing where it's just incidental. Yeah. But. Ugh, this isn't on the same plane as these last teams that we've talked about, but San Diego and Houston. Like, oh my god, these games are just terrible. Did any good teams play yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> the good games yes. happened on Thursday. No, Thursday was the best yeah. day for football. Thursday was the day for football. Sunday sucked. Yeah, this is terrible. Sunday was not good for football. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, San Diego won 21 to 13 in an upset. Um. The game was in I, Houston. I guess. And, uh, Anything can happen when Brock Osweiler is throwing. At, uh, Who's their running back? I'll give you $5 if you can come up with Houston's running back. Is it Blue still or Miller? It's Miller. Yeah, see? But which Miller? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, the L. One, Miller. Yeah, the one that came from Miami. Yeah, see, I knew because I got him on a fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> Only... <laughs> Uh, I think I owed Tom Lynch it anyways. Hot damn. Um, There's your $5. So that game happened. um, The Oakland Raiders. (laughs) So that game happened. Moving on. The Oakland Raiders, the best team in football. Hold on. I wasn't really. I don't think I was. I wasn't paying attention, and I don't think I heard that right. The Oakland Raiders. I was kind of looking at my phone at other stuff, and I usually I'm good at, you know, doing two things at once, but I don't think I did it. What'd you say? The best team in football. <laughs> oh my god. Two thousand two again. Yeah. Um yeah. For, so they, they clinched their, their first winning record since two thousand two. The when last they, yep, the last they, year they went to the Super Bowl. When they lost the Super Bowl to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um it's probably their last winning oh season boy. too. Yeah. <laughs> um so they you know, they defeated the Panthers thirty five to thirty two. This game was not close for a while. No, but it was good. Um it got to be twenty four to seven and then Carolina reeled off four straight scores. Yeah. Um, to take the 32 to 24 lead, uh, Oakland tied it with eight and a half left, and then kicked the game-winning field goal at 145. Uh, Khalil Mack sacked Cam Newton on a fourth down to end the game. Uh, well, the big, gave, gave the ball back to Oakland. They could kneel it out. The big deal here was Derek Carr. Uh, his on his throwing hand uh, wrecked his pinky. D- yeah, dislocated the pinky um, because he it was going in the wrong direction. Yeah, they that, showed they they showed replays of of it. He did, and just like everybody else, and, he he everybody else this season, he's reloc he's like he's relocating it, walking off the field. He couldn't get it, so a trainer comes up yeah. and grabs it, and they get it in there. And they put their backup in for a little bit. Yeah, he only missed one series. Matt yeah. going through a pass that was incomplete. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the, the kind of that's kind of around the time though that Carolina started coming back. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and so this, uh, this was the the highlights package that had the incomplete passes. Was it? Yeah. Well, so yeah, Cam Newton. I can tell you why. Cam Newton finished fourteen of twenty nine, which, as you know, is less than fifty percent. Uh yeah, I knew um, that. Sure. He at one point, I do believe, was four for fourteen. Yeah, he was something. It was something bad, really bad, like that. 
it it was terrible. And then he had an 88 yarder to Ted Ginn Jr. and that kind of got him on track. Yeah, uh, but it it just wasn't enough. He had a lower rating than Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Did we get an interview? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I gave up. I really did. He has interviewed after losses. I just think it's just funny. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't get off. Get off him from you know the one time this year that he just acted like a little baby. The one time. I feel like there were more. Or the, than the, the the first big time, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, like I said, the uh the win puts Oakland at nine and two. Um. They don't look to be slowing down anytime soon. They do have a couple big matchups coming up. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um. Who were their two losses against? Yeah, put me on the spot like that. Not even cool, man. Not even cool. That's how I roll. <laughs> Kansas City at home. Yeah. And Atlanta, and Atlanta. also at home. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but that was Atlanta's hot start. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they do still have a game um, in Kansas City and in Denver. And also, I know they're five and six, but San Diego's not an easy place to play, and they still have to go to San Diego. So yeah, that's because you have to uh, dodge around the crumbling infrastructure. Well, well, they're from Oakland. I think they're used to yeah, that. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> that's not going to affect. Yeah, that's not going to affect them too adversely, I believe. Um, we got two more four o'clock games. Uh, we got the Patriots twenty-two, New York Jets seventeen. Yeah, that was closer than it should have been, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Gronk went out early. Uh-huh. Brady just didn't look the same. Uh-huh. I know he'd been dealing with some injuries. He they were a, down ten nothing in this game. He had a lower quarterback rating than Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they were. Yeah, well, they were down. A, he missed a couple of days of practice. Yeah. He did. He did. And uh, yeah, they were down ten nothing. We had some miss. They traded missed field goals after it was ten ten. They traded missed field goals. Yeah. Uh, I watched that fold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were down ten ten, and then they were down. Uh, seventeen sixteen. Yeah. Um, up until about two minutes left, they uh got the go ahead touchdown. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about Brady a little bit later, but he got his two hundredth win yesterday. Yeah. Uh, two milestones for him. He also became the fifth player to throw for sixty thousand yards. Yeah. Joining so. Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Drew Brees, and Dan Marino. Dan Marino. It's another feather in the cap for him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's got a very feathery cap. Tom is so angry. <laughs> He's smiling. Tom's smiling pretty big right what? now. It's one of those, like, I just can't believe this. I, I hate Tom Brady because I have to. Yeah, right. Uh, he's, a, he's a phenomenal player. I've got a couple instances of why you have to coming up later. Yeah. Um, a little adjustment to the show later on that we'll fill you guys in on. Right. Um, just It's basically just my way of making the show more difficult for Tom. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Um, so the we, had, fun- <laughs> we had a production meeting, and we, <laughs> the four of us, even Tom, decided it should be a harder show to do it was actually his idea yeah he's like guys this isn't challenging enough for me can we just talk about tom brady more (laughs) we said sure why not yeah so we're gonna have a tom brady segment on every show (laughs) oh god brady bros oh man brady bunch bros oh no eric likes it no (laughs) america's mom passed away yeah we just lost a yeah that was sad. And now we're all sad. Thanks, David. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. <laughs> That's it. That's no. it, I guess. Nope. We got more. <laughs> we got a couple more NFL games, and then we'll be done. No. Um, so we got my upset special, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You defeating... flipped a coin on this. I did not. I This was the game. I looked at the schedule. I said, this is the upset of the week. You flipped a Necco wafer on this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Seattle Seahawks 14-5. to 
If you're God, confused, that score just sounds if so you're confused boring. as to how a team gets five points, you probably shouldn't be listening to us. I just, I just you know, <laughs> I'm gonna go take a nap after hearing uh, that score. It's like hearing the Mariners beat the Rays in a blowout. Yeah. So, like I said, I had Red Zone going. And Sorry, Rays would have beat the Mariners. They kept cutting to this game. I got to watch basically every blown play. Yeah. Um, it was crap. <laughs> Russell Wilson had a bad day. Yeah, he sure did. Seattle could not get it going on the ground, and Wilson was struggling throwing it. Only had 151 yards on 33 attempts. Yeah, 38.8 QB rating. Yeah. Well, oh he was God. sacked six times. Yep. The the Tampa Bay defensive front just absolutely dominated that Seahawks offensive two, line. Two interceptions, six sacks. Um, yeah, yeah, the two interceptions, too. Uh, one, Zero touchdowns. One by Alteron Werner, who had just lost his father. Yeah, he, yep. And they, he was... they cut to him on the sideline just sobbing after yeah. the interception. It, it's it's one of those moments in sports that just it doesn't matter your view of of you know the Bucks or that player or anything. It just it makes you realize how human these guys really are. Oh yeah, the, the and and where you get your drive from, you know, yeah, where you get your motivation from and all that. Yeah, his father was obviously a big big part of his life. Right, and you got you got a well of emotion to draw from there, and who knows what you're gonna do with yeah. it, you know. And he goes out there and makes a great play and had an emotional day. Yeah. Good day on the field, bad day at home. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he uh, he finished with two passes defensed and two tackles as well. Yeah, so, very good I mean, game. Yeah, very good game. Um, so for uh, – That'll happen with these really good players sometimes is they'll just take – you know, they'll take that and they'll go out there and just blow stuff up. Oh, the um, one that always comes to mind is when you look back um, 2003 and Brett Favre. Yeah, yep, yep. That's the big one. Yeah, yeah, that uh, – 399 yards in the in the first half. Yeah, well, I think it was like 340-something in the first half. Oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 399 total and uh, all the touchdowns and just 30 touchdowns. Yeah, 35. Yeah. It just seems every, every ball he threw that night. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just this big arch. <laughs> yeah. And somehow a Packer was under it every single time. Yep, the ball was like, get out of my way. Yeah. I, I remember watching that game and just. The sheer emotion of, of it all, the the Raiders fans, yeah, notorious for how they treat opposing players and teams, right? Just so opening, uh, opening of their hearts to Brett Favre, just yeah. Uh, it was it was a pretty magical night to watch football and yep. you know to feel for a guy who gave everything to the game of football because of his dad. Right. Yeah. A lot of these guys, yeah, the close relationships with their dads and their moms leading them to this. Yeah. So it was ni- nice to see uh, Werner get you know a little escape from what's going on at home. Yeah. By playing well in that game. Um. So for Seattle, uh, drops them even further back in Dallas and the quest for the top seed in the NFC. They might be screwed. I mean, they're gonna. They don't have a run game right now. I mean, you scored five. You scored five. <laughs> I mean, that's what you scored. Um, oh, by the way, so from that math lesson earlier with Blake Bortles. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, 151 y- uh, yards passing, 80 yards on the ground. Yeah. So uh, same lesson to be learned there where he had. He had an average of 10 yards per carry. Yeah. Only a long of 17, too. So It's not bad. One uh, fumble. Yeah. Um, but my God! So yeah, they're slipping, slipping behind Dallas, and they scored that five points off all five of their points game. <laughs> you say all five? It's t- it's a safety and a flipping field goal. <laughs> all five of their points came in that second quarter, and then they were just that was it for the day. Right. Was, I think the field goal came off of the drive after the safety. Yeah, probably. Um, which we had a similar situation in last night's game. Yeah. Um, the uh, Chiefs had sacked 
uh, Trevor Simeon, or no, sorry, Trevor Simeon fumbled in the end zone. Yeah. And they dove on Russell Okung, who had uh, recovered the fumble. Yeah. Um, and then Denver kicked off on the safety kick because, you know, as many of you know, some of you might not, after a safety, you get the ball. Yeah. So uh, Kansas City's Tyreek Hill returned that kickoff 86 yards for a touchdown that made it 9 nothing Kansas City. Um, Denver came back, wound up with a 10-9 lead. Um it, it it started out yeah. as such a big defensive game. Yes. And then uh, the scoring started to happen in the second half. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City took a 16-10 to 10 lead. Yeah. Uh, Denver countered with another touchdown, 17-16. And then everyone thought that Denver put it away. With three minutes left, Trevor Simeon unleashes a bomb to Bernie Fowler. Benny yeah. Fowler. Benny Fowler. 76-yard touchdown. 24-16. Game over. Yep. Well, no, nope. <laughs> except Alex Smith had something to say about that. Leads the Chiefs down the field, uh, throws a game tie. Well, throws a touchdown pass to bring them within two uh, to Tyreek Hill. Yep. Um, who had himself quite the game. He's the uh, the first player to have a rushing, receiving, and returning touchdown in the NFL since I believe 1965. Yes. Do you know who? Gale Sayers. Yes. Yep. I remember that. I was there. Okay. When you said that just now. <laughs> um, the Chiefs tied it on the two-point conversion from uh, Smith to Demetrius Harris. And then we got overtime. The teams traded field goals. Denver got the ball back and marched right around midfield. Um, it got to be fourth and ten. And they they had three options. You go for it. Yep. You punt it. Yep. And rely on your defense to stop them well to basically get you a tie uh, yeah and most likely get you a tie or you attempt a 60 62 yard field goal now 62. to put that in perspective um the longest game-winning field goal in the history of that stadium i believe they said was 55 yards yeah however they were in that stadium right. they were in mile high they were where records are made uh and it was a cold. It was a cold night, and the ball was hard. Yeah, right. Yeah, McManus. Uh, so they they were talking about this. McManus is long. They were saying, or they're saying his range was sixty last night. Yeah, uh, that's what he was telling them. So they that's what led them to try for the sixty-two, which you know is six more feet. <laughs> but uh, it, it went left. Yeah. Now. He tried. I got to say, okay, basically Gary Kubiak made a decision that a tie was as bad as a loss. Yeah, basically. That is what he decided. Now, that that decision, perfectly fine. Uh I actually agree with that. Yeah. A tie is as bad as a loss in this situation when you're trying to chase down the Raiders and try to stay afloat in the wild card. That's a tough division. uh, And. I, I would agree with that if he's also playing in a Sunday afternoon game and not a Sunday night game, because at that point, he knew the outcomes of all the other games. He knew that the Dolphins won, and he should have known that taking a tie would leave them ahead of the Dolphins. Well, yes and no. I mean, I don't know. I, I still I like what he did going for the win. Uh, as I said, I, I believe a tie is, is as bad as a loss in this situation, because, they, I mean, they're still... They're still within striking distance of Oakland. Even with this loss, they're within striking distance of Oakland. So go for the win, fine. But how about you drop back with Trevor Simeon and try to throw a pass to get that first down instead of attempting the 62-yard field goal? Because here's the thing. You don't get that pass. Yeah. 
you're saving yourself seven yards. Right. Because the kick lo- it lines up seven yards be- behind the line of scrimmage. And when you miss a kick, you get it where the kick was, not where the line of scrimmage was. Right. So you're at least saving yourself seven yards. And yeah, okay, grand scheme of things, seven yards is not that big a deal. But I feel like there was a better chance of them converting yes. fourth and ten. Than hitting a 62-yard. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I think it comes down to is what's your chance of success on a cold night? Uh, with the hard ball, yeah. Um, for a game winner, yeah. No, I I agree. They should they should have probably gone for it. They should have thrown. Yeah, I mean, um, Trevor Simeon, he was twenty of thirty four for three hundred sixty eight yards and three touchdowns. Right, so he was good. And you've got so many skilled, you know, receivers there. So many guys who could catch that ball. Yeah, just put it up to Emmanuel Sanders. He had seven catches for one hundred sixty two yards. Like it's cool that you got faith in your kicker, but you sh- just from a pure, you know, any kicker, I think just from a pure chances standpoint point we got to go for this yeah like sorry mcmanus yeah I, I i thought it was the wrong call um yeah i was sitting there prepping for the show and watching the game and everything and as soon as they trotted it out there i'm like well they just lost the game yeah i mean i i, I was still like kind of waiting to see you know like okay maybe they can do this well, but, what they, what they but I, I knew the chance done, was low what they should have done is played better on first second and third down yeah, no, that's what they should well, have done. Well, yes, but we're focused on... But yeah, when they got to that fourth... fourth yeah, yeah, I mean, bring them out there. Uh, do they have any timeouts left? Uh, no, I believe no? Oh. all of their timeouts have been used. I was, was going to say, uh, bring the offense out there and try and get them to come off sides and then attempt the field goal, yeah. if yeah. nothing else, but uh, you don't have a timeout. So I did throw it out on the Twitter last night. I said, tied with around a minute left in overtime. Do you go for it, kick the field goal, or punt it away? 38% of you said you punt and count on your defense. 31% said go for it on 4th and 10. And 31% said try a 62-yard field goal. Uh, so pretty even splits for the most part. Yeah. Um, I just I think you got to go for it. I mean, it, the I, result is just as bad as missing it. Actually, there's probably more of a chance of the field goal being blocked because you have to lower the trajectory to get the distance yeah. and the power. So. I, there's a there's a higher chance of it getting blocked, and I don't know. I, th- I, just, I just think they made the wrong choice. Yeah, no, it, it was the wrong choice. Yeah, I just I just say uh, don't don't kick the uh, don't try the field goal. If you don't have that timeout left, uh, obviously you have to run play. You can't just try and draw them off sides. Well, with, yeah. um, it could have been handled better, especially knowing where they sit in the wild card race. Yeah. I, I I think at at this point in the season taking a tie over taking a loss is is a better thing. Um I don't know. I well, I mean like I said, they're still within striking distance. They're only two games back of Oakland. There's still a game between these two teams in Denver and Kansas City Kansas City still has a game with Oakland. Yep. So they they're definitely within striking distance. I don't think all is lost. Uh but that does bring us to our next segment. All is lost. <laughs> All is lost. No. Um, we're going to do a little, a little buy or sell on teams in the playoff hunt. Okay. So I'm going to pull up the conference standings, and we got the division leaders in the AFC. Buy or sell on the New England Patriots. Buy. Buying them. I agree. Buy or sell on the Oakland Raiders. Buy. Yeah, I mean, I got to buy. All right. Keep in mind, you can only have six buys in each conference. Yeah, well, watch so, this. Baltimore Ravens. Sell in the AFC. Yep, man, you gotta make you're making me try to remember things. I'm buying them. I I think they're gonna win that division. They still have that that game against Pittsburgh left. I understand that, and that I think is going to end up being the uh, the determining factor. Probably will. Where is that game? Um, is it in Baltimore? Standings up. I don't got schedules up, Tom. I'll bring it up. Darn right, you will. 
Uh, it is. It's in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. So. Man, uh, I might have to sell them. You're selling? Yeah. All right. Houston Texans. I'm selling them. Sell. 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 Kansas City Chiefs. I'll buy them. Kansas City. Oh boy. Uh, I am also buying them, but I did pick them to go to the Super Bowl. We did those uh, predictions. They're uh, they're driving the wild card bus right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy them. Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm gonna have to buy them. That means you have to sell on Denver. Ugh. <laughs> Is it just between Denver and Miami right now? Uh, as far as buying, well, because we've we've already picked the division winners from those two divisions. We've already bought those. Yeah. Well, if it's between the two of them, I think I I think I trust Miami more at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. With that six game winning streak. Yeah. I'm also. Yeah, I gotta buy them with with Oakland and Kansas City. You know. Yeah. Buying the two of them, I just I can't see Denver. I'm gonna sell. I think just because I'm going to buy in on Denver. Uh, well, we're we're gonna um, sell them. Yeah. So you guys are selling on Denver. So Tom, that means you're buying on Pittsburgh. Buying Pittsburgh. And David, you would also be buying Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I think we're all buying Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Indy is still alive, but I'm I'm selling on them. Um, yeah, they're at 500. So yeah, like, yeah that's they, not a good that's not a good place to be right now. Yeah. Being at 500, you still got a hole to climb out of. Yeah. Or they're uh, sorry, they're under, they're under 500. 500. Tennessee is yep. at 500. Yeah. But only half a game back of Houston. Yeah, that's the, yeah. the AFC so, South is always that yeah. jumbled mess. So in the NFC, we got the Dallas Cowboys. I think we're all buying on buy. Yeah, I mean, I think I guess I could buy on the Dallas Cowboys who won ten straight. Since I believe they're one win away from clinching a playoff berth. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they'll clinch tomorrow. Or so. uh, Seattle Seahawks buy buying them. No one else in the West, right? Yeah, that's that's the problem. Like they score five points yesterday, but <laughs> what's Arizona gonna do? Right. You know. Yeah, um, I gotta buy them. Detroit Lions. I'm I'm buying them. For for lack of a better alternative, I guess. I'm buying them because I think they might win a game uh, in the third quarter eventually. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think this come from behind in the fourth quarter thing is sustainable. Uh, it's well, going to crumble. No, it's 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 not. A, a team has not won every game in the fourth quarter ever. Or they could um, get better in the they, other parts of the game and not have to if, do that. If they play a complete game, they're no matter who they're playing against, they're capable of winning. Yeah, they just yeah. never play a complete game. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they'll get around to doing that. That being said, I have to buy them because... Right. Right. Because Minnesota is just too flaky right now. Yeah. yeah. Detroit's finding ways. Minnesota is not. Right. I mean, Detroit's finding ways every week. Minnesota's finding ways every other week. So that's going to shake out to Detroit. Win. Right. Um, the Atlanta Falcons... I'm buying, uh, whether it's winning the division or, or ending up in the wild card because Tampa Bay's taking over. Uh, I'm selling on Ooh. Atlanta. Yep. Really? Yes. I'll tell you why momentarily. Okay. Oh, because he thinks Tampa's going to win the division, yes. obviously. Yeah. And then he thinks that, I don't know, somebody else he is going to take uh, the wild card. Giants and Redskins are going to be in the wild card spot? Yes. You, yes. Those are the other three teams in the NFC I'm buying on. Yeah, I could see that. I yep. think that's what it's going to look like for me too, as far yeah. as the wild card. Yeah, I mean that pretty much. I'll, I, I'm, I'm, I'll take the uh, the Falcons over the. Red, I will sell the Redskins. Oh, I you're forgot. I Redskins. forgot about New Orleans. The wins. Oh yeah. So Tom, you're uh, you're buying on Tampa for the division. Uh, I'm not buying on or anyone Atlanta for the, for the division, division right now. I'm buying on those two teams from that division. Atlanta, Tampa, and New York. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like we all have kind of the same playoff setup, um, except Tom has the Falcons in place of the Redskins. So 
Uh, a lot of football left. Uh, some of those are really easy to buy on, you know, the Pats, the Raiders, the Cowboys, other ones, like I said, with Detroit. I just, for lack of a better option, right? I got to buy them. And, yeah. you know, I mean, somebody has to win every division. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, then you got the difficulties in the AFC. Right. This, this, you know, Somebody this has wild to lose card, every division. Well, this wild card race is going to be pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, you think about Denver loses out on tiebreakers, but Pittsburgh and Buffalo are only a game back. Yeah. So it, you got two division leaders. Well, um, it's just in the AFC, you have two division leaders that are barely a five. Yeah. Right. We, we have we have these all these, you know, we covered all these games that we didn't really want to cover today because they featured like bad matchups and that. But at the end of the season, it's going to result in some really good football. Yeah. Yeah. And really close races. Yeah. And they well, like to do these division matchups later in the season, too. Yeah. It's been good for the game, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because it feels like it matters even more yeah yeah that's given us a winner take all matchup every single year yeah so yeah and that's fun to have at the end of the year because you gotta you gotta keep people excited because of this all because of the all-star break yeah <laughs> because of the pro bowl and and the time that they take off for the super bowl yeah and it's hard to keep people excited so if you have these exciting games at the end of the season people are still riding that through the pro bowl yeah the uh the winner take all game i'm so i i said that i don't think the packers are gonna make the playoffs this year However, I do think that Green Bay at Detroit Week 17 will be winner take all. I do see Green Bay pulling within a game of Detroit by then. Yeah. So that could be our winner take all this year. So, um, oh no. so that's uh, the the late season stuff has been good for the NFL. Yes. However, certain other things, Thursday night football, yes, has um, not necessarily been so good for the NFL. God no, not for it's been so dull for. Well, and hopefully they're taking some steps to correct that, as yeah. there's been word that they may be uh, ditching not all, but most Thursday games. They have said they are going to take a serious look at it. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what would what would they end up doing. They'd keep opening night Thanksgiving and maybe one or two other games. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to. It's you're gonna have to really try to try hard to remind people there's a game though. Like it if takes, people aren't watching a Thursday game every week. Right. You got to be like, hey guys, don't forget there is football this Thursday. It 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 just takes options away from you know the the rest of the schedule, and you can't you can't have a good game in every slot. Right. On an NFL schedule week, you've got the the. 1 p.m. game, the the 4:25, the primetime Sunday night, the Monday night, the Thursday night. That's you have to have five key matchups yeah. every week, and that just doesn't happen. Yeah, that is hard to do because yeah, you're looking at five key matchups, which means you need ten good teams or ten competitive teams at least, well, and then you want to be fair and make sure everybody has this many primetime games. Everybody right. has, you know. See, and I know I know the kind of uh, the kind of issues it would bring up, but. I've often thought that uh, the NFL should have the flex scheduling all throughout the season, not just from weeks 10 to 17. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's clear by week four, you know, that you're going to have you're going to have two bad teams on a matchup, get them out of there. You know, nobody wants to see 0-3 Buffalo take on 1-2 Houston, you know. Get it out of there in favor of a three and O Minnesota versus three and O Seattle. Right. Yeah, but uh, it's that works fine for the for the Sunday night matchup, but obviously you can't switch what day the game is played on. Right. You know, you you can't say, all right, guys, you're uh, 
you guys suck, so now you're going to play on Thursday. They could give us the Monday night doubleheader every single week. Yeah. I would be open to that. I'd be open to that. I'd be op- <sighs> I, I like. I, I think like most the, of America would, too. Yeah, I like the weekday doubleheader idea. I it, just feel like... Um, it's more fun when you got options. you got two games you could watch. Yeah. Without having the, the maximum number of games on, on Sunday afternoon, yeah. I think it just takes a little bit away from it for me. Because there's, you know, especially with, with opening weekend, when you've got the Thursday night game, and then you've got the Sunday night game and the two Monday night games, the the Sunday afternoon schedule is kind of depleted, and it's kind of, I don't well, know, it's it's not they, as exciting to They me. need to do a better job of... of uh, balancing 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. games yeah yeah that's that's the issue you get you get you know 10 games at one o'clock and then two at four o'clock yeah that is a problem yeah i'd like some options yeah well the the problem comes that they all play on the on on the east coast one week and there's nothing wrong with having an east coast game start at four o'clock no i i I get that but i i think they don't like to see the sun set on a game you know i think that makes it better yeah Some, some of the some of the games that i look back on most fondly are ones that started at 425 yeah um the uh I don't think there's a good reason to not do. It. Yeah. No, know, I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just speculating at what what their right. thought process might be. You know. I, yeah. Right. I think there should be an even split. You know. Uh, get rid of the Thursday game altogether, aside from Thanksgiving and opening day, like Michael said, and then subtract out the Sunday and the Monday game, and then split the rest of the games in half. Half yeah. of them play early, half play late. Right. Or at least closer to even. Yeah, it, but, at yeah. least give me four late games. At least four. Right. Yeah. Well, when you get into the bye weeks, that that. Well, I understand, know. but still, I mean, you know, they're still splitting them like seven and two. Yeah, it's so. it's it's not optimal. Yep. Yep. Um, sorry, look at something on my phone there. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk a little baseball now. What? Oh, okay. Uh, some let no. Uh, just I'm just going to mention really quickly. Some Latin American players are going to attend meetings today. Um, to fight the international draft in the new CBA. Ooh. So interesting. I don't know too much about that whole international draft business. Uh, it's going to damage uh prospects. Is it? That's well. That's one argument I tend to like. What what is agree the, with it? They need to do something to fix the current system of hiding guys in boats and bringing them over. Right, right. Um, they could maybe I don't know. I know they've tried expanding. They've played you know games over in Japan and things that um you know to expand expand the influence of it. Have they ever done any regular season games abroad? Yeah, the MLB opened in Japan a couple years ago. Ah. I mean, try things like that. Uh, take a game down to Central America. Listen, see, and this is like my NFL argument about International Week. Major League Baseball could do this too. Right. Send We're- send four send four major league teams to an international city, and then play you know two uh, two game sets. It'll allow for enough travel time on either end. Well, and it and makes, they'll get you know they'll get to see two different matchups. It makes even more sense in baseball than it does in football because baseball is more of an international game, right? The and, uh, well, I, yeah, I mean the AL East plays a lot of international. Yeah, they yeah. sure do. <laughs> Go, you got you know you got the Yankees flying all the way up to Toronto. That's like an hour and a half all that way. Man, uh-huh. that's uh, like that's got to really mess with their day night schedule. And then huh? Baltimore's got to fly up there. That's like an hour and forty five minutes. And yes. then you got Boston. <laughs> but Tampa's oh, got no. Tampa's got a flight. Yes. Yeah. That's like five hours. Jeez. Probably. Yeah. Maybe a little less. 
probably a lot less. <laughs> I'm sure they have to stop over in Atlanta because everyone has to stop over in Atlanta. Yeah. No, I've never. To, uh, you know that I've never had to stop over in Atlanta or Nashville. I. Neither have I. <laughs> which seem to be things when you're flying in this part of the country. I've actually never stopped over anywhere. I've always taken direct flights. Yeah. It's, it's it's funny. I uh I booked a a flight to Arizona and. About 90% of the options had a, a layover in Charlotte. That's another big one. Denver is also pretty big. The big airports. Yeah. But uh, why of... would I fly in the opposite direction I know. where I'm going? I that, yeah, that is irritating. My in-laws lay over in Dallas all the time when they fly in from Phoenix. Ugh. Yeah. So, What were we talking about? International baseball? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the, the international draft and, and, I, and, and I how s- it will damage. For, before right. I screwed it all up. You did. I wrecked it all up. All right. So from there, we're going to go to international hockey. It's ooh, all international. Ooh. Well, with all these Czechs and Se- well, Swedes yeah. and Finns and seven Canadian teams. Yeah. So uh, we got a firing to talk about, right, Tom? Yep. Uh, the uh, Florida Panthers fired their coach Gerard Gallant. More like Gerard Goofus. Thank you. Because Goofus and Gal- yes, highlights Gallant for children. From highlights yes. for children. <laughs> Thank you. I still have my subscription. So they they fired him after last night's three to two loss to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, who stink. Which I, I've I've got some things to say about about the Hurricanes. Well, um, that they stink. Yeah. Are um, they going to rock you? No. No, they do the exact um, opposite of rock. But the. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand why the Panthers f- fired their coach. They are only two points out of a playoff spot, and we're not halfway through the season. We're, we're, we're a quarter of the way through the season. It just doesn't make sense to me that they would drop this guy. Um, They're above 500. Yeah. Is and, it? Well, is it because they, I mean, they had, we can't ignore that even though they are above 500, they have been struggling compared to last year. Yeah. Plus they had that really low energy, terrible playoff loss last year. So yeah. do you think part of it is a holdover from that playoff loss? It, it has to be because I, I agree with Tom that I don't, as far as this year, I don't see anything really fireable. No, I say let him turn the ship around. But yeah. it, right, give I him be- time. We've I only played believe it's left over from I mean, last year. Yeah, yeah, we've played barely more than a quarter of the season. The, their loss last night was very bad. They had a two nothing lead, and they let that slip away over the course of a, a few minutes in the second period. I yeah. I turned that game on and. Now, uh, my New Jersey Devils are in the last wildcard spot, so I was rooting for Carolina. Yeah. And I turn that game on, and then they score, and I'm like, oh, that's good. And then they score again, and I'm like, oh, they got it tied already? That's that's. And then they got on a power play, and they scored on this on this play right off the faceoff, and like it just kind of demoralized the, the Panthers. And I think that that was just something that, that the brass were waiting for, you know, just a demoralizing, just kind of blah loss. Yeah. To get rid of this guy. It's weird though, because one win puts them in New Jersey spot. Right. Yeah. Like it's 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 very weird. So that game was the difference. Yeah, they're eleven no. they're eleven ten and one. It's like okay, yeah, it's not awful. Now if they win that game after like you know say they tie it up and and win it in a shootout or whatever. You know, he doesn't lose his job. You don't think last he loses night, his job? Not last night. I think Florida feels like they really deserve to be there. They don't. And the, they like they they think they deserve to be at the top. Last year was an anomaly. But I mean, Montreal's great. Tampa's always good. Uh, Ottawa is. Uh, Ottawa's weird. I don't want to say shockingly good, but shockingly they're good. Kind of, they they, sh- they shocked <laughs> like, me a little well, here's bit. A, well, no, I mean, and I, I won't say that because I don't think they're talented. I will say that because of everything that's been going on with Anderson. Well, well there's that. But he's like, there. He's not. He's there. He's not. Now well, he's he's gone for a while now, right? Or is no, he, he's back. He's, he's been. Back. He's been. Back. He's been yeah. back. He's been winning. He got the shutout. He got the shutout last night. Okay. Um, 
I, it's Ottawa's defense and just their ability to just uh, they they've got they're not letting anything. I just realized that might have come off as me criticizing Anderson for being there and back and there. I'm no, not. Right. I'm just saying it's a situation they're dealing with. Yeah, I don't no, want. It's, they, yeah, I mean, it's still his situation. life has cancer. He needs to be gone. <laughs> right. 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 There's a situation. I mean, and they've got they're getting but, decent play from Condone. Right. And Car- and Carlson every now and then plays like a defenseman. Yeah. Speaking of him, he wait, what's his wait? What's his position? Yeah. Speaking of Carlson, uh, he is kind of transitioning into a, into a better defense. Yeah. Um, which is funny. He's won two Norris trophies, <laughs> which people hate. He's he's got he's a polarizing he's got a polarizing play style because he's a defenseman that scores a lot of goals. But I mean, you know, he won Norris in 2012-2015 for best defenseman in the league, um, and that was with uh, you know in 2012 he had 19 goals, 59 assists for 78 points, plus minus a 16. In 2015, when he won it again, he had 21 goals, 45 assists, and for 66 points plus minus a seven. Yeah, those are, <laughs> but it, it's those offensive stats. Those those are second line forward numbers. I know, right? Those those offensive stats it gave gave him that, uh, you know. But he's he's been playing like recently more like a defenseman. I think that's been a really great thing for Ottawa because the goals the the goals that they're allowing, you know, they're allowing so few goals. They shut out the Rangers. The Rangers are the highest scoring team right now. Yeah, they're scoring at like more than three. I think almost four goals a game. Yeah, and they shut them out in New York. Yes, yesterday. It's impressive. Yeah. I tried to watch that game. It was the national broadcast. It was. I I couldn't watch it on the on the NHL TV. I know. I was having trouble getting to, but I I was listening to it. I got to. I got the radio and. uh, But yeah, they 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 won two nothing in New York. But Ottawa's like playing. They are playing shocking kind of hockey right now. I'd like to see more goals out of us. Right. You know, I want to see more goals out of Ottawa. But like the guys who are scoring are the guys that just need to keep on scoring. Mark Stone is scoring. He's scoring up a storm right now. They're the. You know, they're 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 second in that uh, in that division. They're. Dion Phaneuf has two goals this year to match his jersey number. Wow. If he scores another goal, he's got to get another shirt. <laughs> but no, it's impressive. Yeah. I was watching, uh, but I was watching, uh, to switch to another game, I was watching Chicago and LA the other night. Yeah. You want to hear something amazing? All right. It was 1 nothing at one point early on in the game. It was 1 nothing Chicago. Okay. What were the shots? 10 to 1 it was, Chicago. It was 13, 13 to 1 LA yeah. at one point. <laughs> oh, man. Chicago was winning 1 nothing. LA had 13. To- uh, it was such. LA ended up winning that game in overtime. Yeah, that's, but uh, it was a it was a heck of a game to watch. It's outrageous. I was sitting there waiting. I was like, Chicago needs to get the second shot off so that I can write down the stat. <laughs> right. <laughs> they finally get the second because it was ten to one when I paid attention. Then it was you know thirteen to one. Finally, they just couldn't move that puck. Yeah. Um, I uh, I threw together a little uh little power ranking of the the top ten teams I think in the NHL right now. Okay. Uh, well, before you do that, I do want to talk. Talk about one one quick thing. David and I are going to a game tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah. Yep, we're going we're to, going to, to see the Stars and the Red Wings. Yeah. So here's something. I, it seems like that game is going to go very well for me, and here's why. Uh, when you go all the way back to November 15th, Dallas lost to New Jersey. Then they beat Colorado. Then they lost to Edmonton. Then they beat Minnesota. Then they lost to Nashville. Then oh, they God. beat Vancouver. <laughs> they played a night in St. Louis, which will be their loss, and I will get to see them win Detroit. Well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 
So we know the score. We know we know who's gonna win tomorrow. Yeah, yeah we got this. Yeah, um, Dallas has this one in the bag. Yeah. No. So, uh, but yeah, we will be going up there. Um, I'm gonna break history and wear it, something uh, uh, with the Red Wings logo on it. I told mm. you, man. I got plenty of star stuff. You can rep with me. Yep. I'm not gonna do that because I'm not gonna deal with their fans. So many adjectives almost came out of my mouth. I know. Right? <laughs> there were like 15 adjectives all at once trying to come out before the word fans, and I found a way. <laughs> I powered through and got to the- see. The, here's the thing, though. Like you know. I've, I'll be repping my team and everything, and I'll be repping. I'll, I'll be repping in, Detroit. Uh, there will uh, be no pictures of this, or you're dead. I'll show up in. I'll show up in my stars uh, shirt and probably a hat. I'm bringing my son, and you would think that having a little kid with you would deflect some of it. Oh, it know, makes people it worse. wouldn't mess with you, but nope. no. Uh, they attack your parenting. Yeah. Uh, because somehow you're a terrible parent because of who your child roots for. Yeah. Just shoot back with, well, at least I'm not addicted to drugs. Whether they are or not, they'll be offended by it. That's true. Right. All right. Yeah. So Tom's got his power rankings. Yeah, I got I got them right here. At uh, got your power rankings right here. Number one. What are you doing? With I'm, I'm gonna first? go ten to one. Number ten. I got Edmonton. I mean, they're they're playing great hockey. They're Edmonton's good. They're they've been a little up and down. They have lately. Yeah. Um, but they're exciting to watch. They're, oh, yeah. you know, Connor McDavid is probably the fastest player in the NHL. He's terrific. You got to watch out for him. Like, so I was watching this game and the, the, the commentators were, were saying that the defense, you know, when you're facing McDavid, you have to be puck focused. Yeah. Because I, you'll watch him come screaming down, you know, he'll be out, he'll be like on the outside of the slot and he'll just be screaming down towards the post. And like 90% of the time, a player is going to go behind the net with that puck if he doesn't have a shot and he's being defended. Yeah. Connor McDavid will get down to the post and flip a puck through the blue ice. He'll flip a puck through. He'll pass He'll pass really quickly through the crease to a guy on the other side. And yeah, and he'll do that almost every time. He's so fast and agile that if yeah. you if you try to take the body on a guy like that, yeah. He's going to make you look like a fool. He'll dance right around you. You're going to end up on your butt, yep. and the puck's going to be in the net. Yeah. No, that's you got to be puck-focused on Connor McDavid. That's what makes Edmonton so fun to watch at number 10. Number 9. I got the Kings. They're they're putting together some really good games lately. They're playing good hockey. Um, They're finally getting past some of the injuries that they've had. Yeah. Uh, I know Zatkoff was, was, uh, had come back well, finally. Their, their goalie situation was yeah. a story to start the season. And, the, I mean, obviously Quick's still not back, but... Right. They've got Zatkoff and Budai. They're on a five game winning streak. Yeah, they're uh they're putting it together. Yep. Yeah, they're playing they're playing really well right now. Number eight. Tom looked at me because <laughs> he was waiting for his cue. We didn't rehearse this at all, but I guess we're stuck with it. He's uh, just staring at this me. This is waiting. our life now. Yeah, he's just staring at me waiting, like, where is it, bro? Number eight. Got the Tampa Bay Lightning. That low, huh? Yeah, well, they they've been they've it's, been on a a, a to, bit of a slump since they've lost Stammer yeah, got hurt and, and they've lost two straight so they yeah. but they've lost them without Stamkos <laughs> yeah look I did some math on this okay <laughs> I did math figure I'm this just out. really just um yeah no they're they're fun to watch though you know even without Stamkos they've got some young players Drew Ann and uh, the like and yeah Tampa's good they still got Ben Bishop yeah and good. for now. Yeah, and right. they, they've got a good backup in Vasilevsky. Yeah, yeah. Who will I forgot he was who there. will soon be their starter? Yes. Yeah. Number seven, Washington Capital. They, that low, huh? Yeah, it's interesting. I look. They're a really good team. I just don't think that they're going to continue this this uh, this play like they have, and they're they're still going to be 
up there in the playoff race. Yeah. They are third in their division right now. Right, they're behind New York and Pittsburgh. Granted, New York and Pittsburgh are very good. I'll say, that could make them number three. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I do know the two West teams that are going to be up there. So Yeah, it's, right. um, yeah. That's, that's why they're down where they are. Number six. Uh, St. Louis Blues. That low, huh? Are you just going to say that? <laughs> when we get to number one, he's going to say it. <laughs> Um, twelve, yeah. the twelve, seven, and three St. Louis Blues. They're 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 looking good. They, they just won a game. They started out a little shaky to start the season. Yeah. Uh, they finally got it going. Yeah. Number five, Chicago Blackhawks. That low, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like this one's legitimate. That's actually that middling, huh? <laughs> and they're um, interestingly enough, they are actually uh, my top team from the West. I yeah. didn't realize that. They are number one in the West yeah. right now. Yeah, and they're all the way down at number five on my list here. Of, of the uh, power rank. Well, they got better when it came to the whole uh, penalty kill. Yeah, they're they're you know they're still number one in the in the West uh, they, for good reason. They were confusing to watch against LA though in that game that I watched where they you know they got outshot thirteen to one at one point. Yeah, it was it, it it was kind of frustrating to watch these guys try to move the puck. Yeah, but, I mean they're they're still one of the elite but they teams. Find, yeah, they find ways. But I mean the the East is just so good and so competitive this year that i mean that's the highest they can go in in my book right here yeah at least for now right i think we're at number four yep i've got the uh i've got david's ottawa senators hey that high huh winners <laughs> winners of four straight yeah uh, uh they're 14 7 and 1 i believe yeah and they are playing like the the team that went to the cup in 07 was it Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the team that lost to Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, they're playing. playing. They're playing really well. well. Well, one thing they don't have though that that team had is a ridiculous number one line. Yeah. Offensive no, line. they're they're getting scoring from everywhere. Yeah. They don't and... have. They don't have. Uh, they're they're the pesky sends from a couple years ago. Yeah. More, more likely than more likely than the Stanley the Cup. The one that made the eight seed or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. When they yeah. had that whole hashtag going uh, of the the sends just finding scrappy ways to win. Yeah, no, they're not. Well, they're not the Alfredson Spezza Heatley, the see, pizza, and, the pizza line from. And they're they're doing that now, and they're 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 being those pesky sins for the whole season, though. Yeah, they they're winning those games at in the beginning of the year instead of yeah instead of on the run at the end. So let's see. No, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was looking at Ottawa, and I was like, okay, we're a quarter of the way through the season. You know, are we going to have a lull here? Or are we just going to keep doing this? Or are we going to get better when it comes to? This? I, I mean, we're playing we're playing so good as far as keeping the puck away like I, I i do feel like teams like like this type of senators team they're the kind of team that they're not going to slump too much yeah but also their their peak isn't going to be as high you know right they're kind of hovering right where they're going to be all season i think carlson's a veteran now that's yeah he, he's play, he played his 500th game the other day i think he had a goal in that game one thing i've noticed about ottawa when they lose they lose kind of big yeah it's because we don't score a lot of goals. Yeah, and so where we have where we have a night that we let a lot of you know we don't have a lot of goals against us. Yeah, but sometimes we'll have an off night on the defense. Yeah, like the the two most recent losses are four one and five one. Yeah, um, you know a while back there was a, a five three loss or five two loss. I mean, and, yeah, uh, you know another four one loss back down the line too. So when they lose, they're yeah. losing they're losing big. Um, yeah, when we lose, it's I'm screaming at Carlson for forgetting what position he is. Right. <laughs> I mean he's he gave up some dumb ones i know he's tra- like i said he's transitioning into a better defensive player but he still gives up some stupid he still makes some stupid decisions yeah but uh number three the pittsburgh penguin what 
Yes, that high slash low. That's actually exactly where I'd put them. So. The, the 13-6-3 Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Sidney Crosby's back. Guess what? Yeah, he sure Leading is. the league in goals. 15 goals in 16 games. What's so funny is his critics, when he, when he doesn't score, are like, like, oh, it's all assists. <laughs> and then when he does score, you know. Very selfish. Right. As as though <laughs> as though assisting on goals is, you know, something to be frowned upon. Right, yeah. Like, oh, well, he doesn't score, score goals. He make, uh, My argument was always like, well, he makes goals happen. Yeah. And then his team wins the Stanley he Cup. He drives play forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's playing great. The whole he's, team he's is unquestionably the best player in the league right now. Definitely. The uh, the Devils played them the other the other night, uh, and somehow they had a, a three to two lead with fourteen seconds left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the entire game. Yeah. Puck gets bouncing around in, in the New Jersey crease. Sidney Crosby takes it, slides out just a little bit, and pops it into the net. We go to yeah. overtime, we go to a shootout. The Devils. <laughs> he'll do that to you. Yeah, that's gross. He, he'll make a game. Yeah, he'll make goals happen when he needs to. At the end of the game, about to lose. Number two. The Montreal Canadian. Oh, oh this has got to hurt you for number one then. My lord. Man. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> the Canadians at 16-4-2 on a two-game winning streak right yeah, now. They are... Uh, Without a doubt, the best team in the Atlantic. There. Oh, they're terrific. They. It hurts me. Well, they're the best team in yeah, in yeah. the league. Oh, I I yeah. Statistic. I hate them, but they're um, great. Yeah, Carey Price out of this world. But Ottawa, you know, get, you know how good I felt when Ottawa gave him that beating the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My God. That, oh my God. Number one. The New York Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. They are plus 28 in goal difference. They have not been good lately, though. Well, do no. you, that and that's a reason that I'm optimistic about Ottawa. They've beaten both those teams recently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, New York's two and four in their last six. Yeah. But yeah, the, but overall, the Rangers, they're oh, a good team. Yeah. With this is I you just, know, this well, being my in, initial power ranking. Right. So right. I just, the, I just think I'd I'd factor that in and put Montreal at number one. I guess. Well, Montreal's where, only slightly better in the last ten. Yeah. yeah. No, it's close. Definitely. No, close. It, it is. But I, yeah, I didn't I didn't sit down and do a ranking, so who knows? Right. I probably would have ended up with Montreal at number one, right. but you know I can't say for sure having not really yeah. sat down and looked at everything, but. Yeah, um, you know, the goaltending in New York, uh, you don't have to rely on just uh, Lundqvist anymore, who no. who hasn't, who had, you know, he wasn't getting it done for a while. But you've got Ranta. Ranta's good, um, yeah. which is amazing to me because he's from Finland. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. You guys just got the wrong people over there in Dallas. Yes, Anti, yes if, we do. If that's, you know, if anti-Ranta can do that, imagine what regular Ranta can do. <laughs> His name is uh, his name oh, is also man. Andy. No, New York's uh, good. Yeah. Well, and they're leading the Metropolitan. So, so I think from there, from 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 that uh, power ranking, we're gonna swing over to the NBA power rankings. Okay. Yeah. Which I have prepared. Oh, well, I did one too, but you can do yours. Oh, I didn't do Jack. I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So at number ten, I guess I'll do it myself. Number ten. Why is mine different? I can try another voice, or do you want just want the same voice to Tom, uh, or just know. like a, like a bigger like number ten? There we go. We're doing that number ten. There we go. That'll work. Um, we're gonna go with the number not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go with the Indiana Pacers. <gasps> That's what? where I had them. They're nine and nine. That's where I had. Um, 
if you go back, if you go back to the 16th, okay. uh, they have beat Cleveland, Oklahoma City in Oklahoma. Okay. And the LA Clippers. Yeah, that's pretty good right there. I You're going to find out why that's a big deal as this yeah. list goes on. Yeah, right. Uh, we're guessing we're guessing that those three teams are in this list too. Yeah. At higher numbers. Yeah. Um so Number ten, we got the Pacers uh, playing playing good of late. Um, even though they are five hundred, expect them to be in that uh, probably six to eight region in the East. Yeah, all yeah. year long. Yeah, it's one thing to beat one of those teams, you know. Yeah. At a, at five hundred, but to beat three of those teams. So that man, I mean, that means right. that they beat those three teams to get to five hundred. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. so if they play somebody lesser, they ought to win, right? Well, hopefully coming <laughs> I mean, up. That's they're, the idea. they're on a two-game win streak, so. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine. We're I gonna, forgot what voice I, I thought it was higher pitch. You know what? You can do a different one each time if you want. Just, Number nine. There we go. Uh, Careful, we'll have Disney on our I'm, do, right. I'm doing demon voice at number six. Just we're going to gonna, we're gonna go with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, that's where I had. For one reason. I think he copied your they're list. They're pretty good. Huh? I think he did. Russell for, Westbrook. For one reason, they're better than seven other teams. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Um, he had two consecutive triple doubles against Denver and Detroit, uh, bringing him to seven on the season. How many games have been played? Uh, well, let's see. They are ten and eight, so eighteen. So in nearly half of the games of the season, he is at a triple double. Yeah, he doesn't have to pass the ball anymore. He's no, he's all on his own. So yeah, pretty pretty solid outing from the from them uh, last time around as they beat Detroit one hundred six to eighty eight. So. They're a solid team. I expect them to probably be in the middle of the Western Conference this year. Number seven. The Houston Rockets. Wait, where'd I have them? <laughs> no, I had them higher than that. Oh, oh wow. Uh, Finally. W- winners of five of their last six. Probably why I had them higher than that. It could be. It's funny. I said that the the last team was better than seven other teams. I forgot what the, what the count yeah, was. Yeah, you They're, went the wrong way. They were better than eight other teams. You went the wrong way. Um, <laughs> Clarify that. So I have to do it later on the Facebook. Yeah, the, yeah, the, ele- the 11-6 Houston Rockets uh, lost or won five of six. Uh, looking pretty solid behind James Harden, uh, Ryan Anderson, and um, oh, what is uh, Trevor Ariza. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing demon. Do you want me to do demon? They're, 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 out. they're having so much trouble. They're they're gonna have to beat the teams at the top of this list in yeah. order to make the the finals. And I don't think that they're a team that can do that. They gotta beat at least five other, possibly six. Number six. Chicago Bulls. Well, that's where <laughs> I am. Oh, another team that's been strong uh, of late. Uh, winners of six of eight. Um, just uh just beat Philadelphia who well Philadelphia isn't good they have not been terrible lately um uh, since getting Embiid into uh regular minutes they've been pretty solid um but the you know this this new look Bulls team with uh Dwayne Wade and Michael Carter Williams and um Robin Lopez and without Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah uh having very little problem out there in the east yeah number 5 we're gonna go with the Toronto Raptors. David's Toronto Raptors. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Last year when, <laughs> last year down the stretch when the Raptors were looking good, I I was like, man, what was I? Oh, I think I was rooting for Golden for Golden State or something. I don't know what I was rooting to watch, but I was I was like, if they don't make it, or if the Raptors don't make it, yeah. it's Golden State for me. Yeah, I don't really care. I don't his, have I don't have a team. I just Raptors. Um, so Demar Derozan has cooled off a little bit for them. Uh, still averaging thirty point two points per game. Um, they've been middling lately, but I still think that they're a better team than what their uh, last few games has shown us. Although they uh, they did recently win against Houston, yeah, um, and they beat Milwaukee, who eh, kind of middle of the pack at seven and eight. 
Um, so I, I look for Toronto to get stronger as the year goes on. I look for uh, DeRozan to continue his MVP-like performance. You think he'll get back up, or is is this kind of his average? Right I think he'll probably end of the year end the year around 32, 32 and a half. So number four. Sorry, I was going with the Metal Gear Solid thing. <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers. The L.A. Clippers. Don't yeah. start that. Um, they did just have that loss to Indiana, and before that they lost to uh, Detroit, which is why I've dropped them a little bit from where some other people might have, and they had won four straight to that point, but um, two tough losses for them. They're still getting uh, still getting a great production out of Chris Paul and Blake Griffin that we talked about last week. Um, they're not they're not quite the force that they were in the West, as we had talked about last week, but uh, they are definitely still up there. Where you got them, Tom? No, I had them at number four as well. That's what I thought. That's what I... Number three... The San Antonio Spurs. Oh, Michael Spurs. And I thought about bumping them up. The Saz. I really did uh, because they're they're so sassy. I have them at number two. They're in the middle of a nine-game winning streak. Yeah. uh, Including victories over uh, Houston, Charlotte, and Boston. Uh, Charlotte and Boston are just right on the outside of my uh, of my top ten power rankings. That's that's an impressive winning streak. Yeah. To be sure. They and they have one like this every year. It's yeah. it's every year. Yeah. Um. So you know, and they're they're getting this done without uh without Timmy. Yep. Without so, Tim everybody Dunk. everybody thought they would just stop being any good. Yep. Uh, they're uh, <laughs> no they're Tim Dunk man. They're getting eighteen eighteen points and uh, about seven boards out of Lamarcus Aldridge. Each night, and uh, you got Kawhi Leonard averaging almost 25 points and six rebounds per game, on top uh, of his already stellar defense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, you know, you still got the older guys doing their thing. You got Tony Parker with his 10 points per game and four assists. Um, and while Manu may not be putting up the numbers of old, he's still flashing around that court, yep. um, doing the doing the Manu things that he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. I people got to go online and check out. You know some some of his first years in the league, the way he would run around the court, yeah. Some of the steals and blocks that he'd make, just from that one game that we went to last season, yeah. That, you know, just like he was seeing, he, he's he's still really flashy. He quick, was a quick pest. guy. Such yes, a, he goes out there and he a, just annoys yeah, the other team. Such a quick pass. Yeah, just zoom. Yeah. yeah. Number two. I don't know. That was Mr. Hanky. Oh, <laughs> was it? That was. No, that was yeah. That was Mr. Hanky. <laughs> Number two. The, Number two. The Golden State Warriors. Really? What? And that the, low, huh? The only the only reason they go above the Spurs is because it, it's an eleven game win streak for them. <laughs> um, I mean, it, they've lost like what three games this year? Two or games. Two. Oh, oh my god! I, and, I was being funny. I mean, it's it's the obvious reasons. You got Durant averaging twenty seven points and eight rebounds. Yeah, I mean, like you got you got Steph Curry. Going for 26 points per game. They uh they do lead the league at uh I think it's 118.5 points per game. So yeah, something close to that. Goodness. Um, I got, even I know that that's a lot. You got Clay Thompson with 20, you know, almost 21 points per game. So you got three I mean, guys averaging 20 points per game. It's the same story as last year, plus one more player. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're we've we've discussed it. They're going to be the team in the in the West this year. We we yep. all we all believe I, that. I really want that You're, that uh, that uh, conference finals matchup. I know. I yeah. With the Spurs. Yeah. I want to see that. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to be sad. And now number one, the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, sorry. Take that from the top. The Dallas Mavericks are the worst team in the league right now. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> number thirty. <laughs> so number one, we have. The LeBron James. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's LeJean Brains. I love that episode. 
Uh, Val what? Kilmer? That doesn't make any sense. We're going to make you the buffest dude Val Kilmer's ever seen. Uh, I love that. Oh, my God. Like, that episode was, like, weak overall, but that yeah. exchange at the end was what? just the best part. What even was the A plot? I don't even remember. That's why it was so weak. I just watched it. Yeah, so. I did, too. I can't even remember what the A plot was, but that was, like, the greatest B plot yeah. and the greatest we, uh, end scene ever. Michael and I are almost always re-watching The Office. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's on every night when we come home so, yeah. on some station and then, yeah. you know, Netflix and Likely right. TBS. Yeah. Yeah, TBS. Yeah, it, it's almost constant for us uh, re-watching it and quoting it and joking. As you guys could tell, we're, you know, always, always talking about The Office. Referenced it a few times on the air. Almost everything is either The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Or Star Trek. Star Trek. A little bit of Parks and Rec sprinkled in there. Occasionally we talk about sports. General Hospital. Oh, yeah. The Brady Bunch. And other other classics. So for those Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, yeah. Number one. LeBron LeBron James is averaging almost 24 points a game. Eight and a half rebounds. (laughs) Almost. Almost almost 10 assists per game. Almost 10. Um. Yeah, Kevin Love bringing 22 points and uh, 10 rebounds to the table. Um, And you got uh, Kyrie Irving with almost 25 points. Three rebounds and about five assists per game. Yeah. So, so they're, they're another well-rounded yeah, team. Yeah, they're strong all the way throughout. Yeah, you've also got Tristan Thompson bringing about ten boards per game, too. Uh, so shoring up that defense that's already yeah. strong with uh, Kevin Love and LeBron James. But I, they're, they're definitely the favorites in the East. Yeah, um, we still got to see them. Yes. We're, yeah, we gotta we got to figure that out. Oh, you and I figured out we have a Friday we can go. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah, I know. So Probably need to move well, on that yeah. then, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that off the air. I don't think anyone <laughs> needs to listen to us make these plans. I don't know. So. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners. What do, do you, you think? Let us know. Do you think we should make these plans on the show yeah. or off the show? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so we're going to have... Uh, we got three more segments. Um we're going to do the firings segment uh, right now. Oh, and yeah. David has a rant. Well, we we all three have a rant about one thing, and David has a rant about another. Um, We're just going to rant about every just yeah. whatever. So, uh, firings. Yeah, um, I got to go back to you. Yeah. No, yeah, not, yeah. None of us are going to be bold like Florida nope, and nope, fire. Nope. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to go back to the NFL for this. I'm going to say fire Brian. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Yeah, I, I still disagree because who's better right now? Right. I don't think it's less Miles. Fire Marvin Lewis. I also disagree with that. Really? Yeah. That's not his fault. What if they brought in... Uh, wait, 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 what wait. What if they brought in uh, McDaniels? He wants the head coach. Fire Brian Kelly. Fire Marvin Lewis. They flip-flop. Bring Marvin Lewis to Notre Dame. Marvin Lewis to Notre Dame. He doesn't have to worry about winning a playoff game there. Flip. Oh, eventually he might. That's, yeah. the, that's the goal, is to win two playoff games. I know, but it'll be easier when you don't have to pay your players. Um, yeah, did, we ta- fire, did we fire John Fox last week? I think we... For the Bears? No, I don't think any of us did. Okay, John Fox. Yeah. My God. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're terrible. They're just pitiful. I got to credit the McDaniels comment to, uh, you know, my friend who's a who's a Bengals fan. She was talking yeah. about just bring him in. He wants a head coaching job. And yeah, he does. Why not? Yeah. Cincinnati's... I think he's one of those guys that's going to be viewed when his career is over as having been an excellent coordinator and a terrible head coach. Yeah. He had, let history judge him. He had uh he had he had lightning in a bottle with that Tebow year. Are we ever gonna fire Chuck Pagano? Um No, he had cancer. Yeah, we can't. We're not allowed. Oh, he's fine. Didn't you, didn't you know that? No, but I think he's uh, I think he can go now. Oh, I, I think agree. they can fire him. I agree, actually, with that uh 
Dead assessment. I don't know. Well, can just... we fire whoever's in charge of finding players to be on that offensive line? Their GM, Grigson. Fire him. I actually agree with that as well. Who's coaching the Red Wings? Should we fire him? Uh... They're 10 10 and 2. <laughs> Wasn't that a phone number thing? 10 10 10 10. Yeah. Anyway. Right. What worth? Who cares? Fire, um, fire Carolina's coach. No, I don't, th- I don't think you fire Detroit or Carolina's coaches right now. Um, I don't think you fire any NHL coach right now. No. Well, except. Uh, Not even Dan Bilesma. I was going to say Tortellini, but. Uh, Tortorello? One more, one more note yeah. about Tortellini. about Carolina. Don't fire the coach, but for the past two years and throughout this year, they have he was had like pleading there. He's like, "Don't, don't fire him. Don't fire you cannot cancel his soul. <laughs> you can fire the, you can fire the employee, but you um, cannot fire the man." <laughs> their attendance has been less than seventy percent the last two years and throughout this. That's and that has to do with location. And, so just fire the location. The NHL has the gall to expand when they can't yeah do better than 67 percent all right that is kind of an issue you guys argued with me on this uh, a couple years ago and i said that they don't need expansion that they need relocation yeah. and contraction I, I feel that relocation is in order for some of these teams now I, there have been rumors that the Hurricanes owner is looking to sell and he's not concerned with whether they would keep the team in place right so, and there aren't a whole lot of people upset about that idea. Evidently, what they they're not need going to, do to games is sell to the Seattle group. Yeah, the the one that Russell Wilson recently joined. Yeah, go to Seattle. Get Seattle. Get their get their arena. Give them a hockey. Give yeah. Van, give Vancouver a regional rival. Yeah, you know that'd be cool. Bring another team over to the East. Two teams. Yeah. Something. So, um, it, we'd have 34. We need yeah. fire. Uh, Rally Durham as a as a sports place two. and. Get the heck out of there. They need to they need to move that team to Seattle and they need to contract Arizona. Arizona's not doing too badly now, and they're gonna get a new arena. New arenas always draw more people yeah. for a while. Yeah, so people wanna go see their what they are. their expensive new crap. No, I, and I was a big proponent for contracting the league even at the expense of my own team. Yeah, Dallas could stand to move yeah. to Toronto maybe as a second Toronto team. Or up to Quebec. We need to go back. We need to stay. If they're in the West, they need to stay West. And if they're in the East, they need to move East. We can't. Uh, we've already got so much imbalance. Yeah. Move, move the Hurricanes West. That'll give them the the sixteen teams out there, and then realignment, bros. We'd have to add a team. Then add a team. We still, yeah, they still have to add a team to to even it out, which they want to do. Yeah, we got thirty-one teams now. Las Vegas. Sorry, it's not Las Vegas. All right, you know what? Are we're we getting right into, into that? Into rant. Yes, yeah, we're getting into that. So we it's... watched the we watched the unveiling of the logo, oh and oh my god, oh, they were supposed to unveil the uniforms as well, but they didn't do that for some reason. Yeah, so they we, made us wait. We get the stream up, and oh we're watching my. this crap. God, and I I mean, the, so crap. before it even failed. Okay, so this thing went to this thing just went to before this thing even failed. It was terrible. Yeah, like it was just a lame presentation. We had this heckler lame, in the crowd too. Lame speeches and we had a heckler in the crowd in, in las vegas at t-mobile arena uh just screaming all kinds of obscenities it was kind of fun to watch the uh to watch these millionaires on stage figure out how to deal with they it had like 19 people on stage for this yeah and they're like I little they, kids and the uh, whoever was talking i i honestly don't know it was one of the owners gm or somebody anybody anyways the first guy was talking and he had a he had a microphone in his hand but he also had his uh podium mics i think they shut the podium mics off because they were picking up the uh, 
the heckler. Yeah. Because uh, they weren't, I don't think they tried to remove him. But it was fun to watch him try to, like, keep talking with this guy yeah. going up. But he, he, in any case, like, it was just like this lame, like, business crap. Yeah. Like, well, the, the guy hosting it kept pulling out this little recorder. And he's like, uh, well, this oh, is a it conversation. Was his, it was his cell phone. Was it a cell it phone a recorder? Cell phone. So he's like, well, this is, a, this is this conversation that I had with so-and-so. And I and I asked him, I was like, is it all right for me to play this? And blah, blah, blah. And it, yeah, yeah, you can play it. And then he played it. And it was like, that was just worthless. It was like, it was the, like guy, the guy saying, yeah, we want to be competitive. Well, no duh, you want to be competitive. You wouldn't buy a, yeah. you, you wouldn't buy a team in a, and build an arena if you didn't want to be competitive. Yeah, it was just a guy saying stuff that this guy could have said. He, he, yeah, the it, guy was there. He yeah, he wanted to be you know dramatic and intrigued. Yeah, oh, but behind it, the scenes yeah. look of something that no no duh. But instead, it sounded just like any other press release. Yeah, and and you know then they hand it off to another guy and it was terrible. Then they hand it off to another and they just talk about this and they kept they kept just drawing it out, drawing it out. Well, they and, kept doing that because they had yeah. a technical difficulty well, with the video. Yeah, the crowd was like, just show us the logo. And uh, so they so they say like, well, here's this video, and it was supposed to be this. Video video like it was like an interview the, the video <laughs> was supposed to at the end introduce the logo yeah. and the colors and it was this interview of the gm or the owner he said, or he said it was like eight minutes long yeah he's like he's and he starts to just throw blame around he's like throwing blame at the it people right away because he's he's like you know i said i said got interviewed for like three hours and I, they kept like two minutes of it or whatever so he was yeah. he was like get just you know it, it, it was clear that he was he was losing it he was losing control uh, of this because he's like blaming all these people so they've so like this image pops up on the screen and it's this just gray black uh this gray background with white lettering and it says placeholder vegas hockey yep and i thought that was part of the presentation i was like okay we're gonna it's see. gonna be the unveiling well i was gonna i was like okay so we go back to five months ago and we've got this yeah and 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 this is our placeholder and i'm like i'm like maybe they'll take us through the evolution of the idea uh, of you know all the stuff they went through to get this team right nope turns out that that was actually a placeholder for the video and they couldn't get the video to load but there was a counter and i th- i thought it was a countdown i just glanced really quickly oh, and yeah, went back I to my too. work and i thought it was a countdown it turns and, out it was a count up <laughs> yeah to was, what we don't know <laughs> yeah i said michael look it's counting up and it was just time elapsed <laughs> yeah. i think on the video i, th- I think so, so too but yeah they cut to this other promotional screen and people are screaming people are like getting really pissed off because they came to see they came to this stupid event to yeah. see this well, the, and then so this guy comes out on or oh, no, they bring gary bettman back yes out gary booed Batman. again yeah. so they're booing gary bettman again because that's what you do and gary bettman is making jokes at his own expense but he's a billionaire and whatever you know and so it was all Our really, words have no yeah, meaning to him right it was it was just so lame it was just so incredibly lame lame is the word for this it is well so then they, they finally get to the point where they're ready to unveil it and they a put guy, up they put up a countdown a guy come, and they start counting well, with, guy, with the screen a guy come, yeah the screen the placeholders or whatever screen is up there a guy comes out and he's and he says like all frustrated to the presenter he's like just count count down from 10 count yeah. down from 10 so he's like so he starts so, counting but he's like 10 9 8 like going super fast yeah and so finally the the counting the countdown graphic pops up on the screen at three and this guy's already at like two he, yeah. like or one and a half <laughs> and then finally yeah. the so he said he says one the screen goes two one and then they <laughs> blow off all these streamers and then the image pops up like two seconds later and it's the worst hockey logo i've ever seen it is this bad. logo sucks 
It is a classical knight helmet against a crest. The colors suck. The design sucks. Everybody's like, hey, look at the V in the middle of it for Vegas. By the way, they're the Vegas Golden Knights. Not the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're just the Vegas Golden Knights. David, four words is too many. Yeah, so maybe cut out Golden, too. Vegas Golden Knights. We would have had to pay the London Knights in Ontario. Uh, Instead, they decided to pay the Clarkston Golden Knights for their, because they're a college. They had to pay less to this team rather than to pay a semi-professional team. Or they could have not been so attached to using knights, which the owner used because he went to Army. Right. And they're also using Army's colors. Yes. So their colors are, what are their official colors? Gold and black. Gold and black and steel gray. Which looks green to a lot of people and blue to a lot of people and gray to like maybe the tiniest. It's like that dress. It is. And red. Yeah, basically when this logo came out, it was the new what color is the stupid dress. Yeah. We Uh, were all excited for this too. We were. We we were. We loved jersey designs and logos and stuff like that. And this was just crap. This is, and I, I saw an image of all 31 logos together and it stood out as being bad oh yeah like it drew your attention straight it's to like it. the old it's like when, when you were playing it's so dark when you were playing madden as a kid on the old school systems and you got to create your own team it's just like a step below the tiburon shark it's the generic logo it's terrible well i went in, i i booted up nhl 17 after this when uh and and saw you know tried to figure out if i can make a better one and like there are there are better like generic logos in that game yeah like i think maybe today i'll make one and we'll put it up on the face or like you know tom there, and i tom and i each have nhl 17 we, we should both try to make yeah. one and just like we'll put them up and just see what we can find in the game that's better than this but pr- practically everything is better than this. there's a, there's a logo that's like very similar it's it's a you know a, a front-facing helmet that like the logo in the game has like a face in it but uh-huh. if you if you yeah choose that color to be yeah. all black then it looks almost the same it's very it's very lame it's very dark all the colors are dark it just sucks it's there's no action to it there's no strength to it it's supposed to be this powerful thing because it's looking straight at you and it's got these you know metal colors it just looks bad and and then so like now we're terrified to see what it looks like on a uniform or it's what gonna, the uniform is even gonna be look awful like. but they so you know it it was hilarious i was laughing all throughout this thing this presentation yeah. because i'm like so you've got such a lame presentation to begin with like the scripted parts of this this the speech that you're reading and all this crap these suck and then um what are you laughing at eric's looking at the internet oh man is it at least related in any way yeah what is it it's was that who's who is that manchester you yep he's right we said it was yeah it does yeah yeah (laughs) it's unbelievable yeah don't let up on the facebook i'll 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 pop that up there it's a terrible terrible logo terrible side by side put it side by side with the vegas one actually i'll 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 put the one of the of the bumper sticker i took a picture of and oh did you yeah all right yeah the team name sucks too yeah golden knights everything about it's terrible nobody's gonna care about that no the golden knights here here's a tip in the professional and professional sports you know keep it simple with the name yeah well, it, oh like I, I get it, that my Blue Jays are a two-name team, but it's only two. No, syllables. it's yeah, it's different. It's different. It is different because a Blue Jay, even here, a Blue Jay's a, a very specific species. Even Columbus, even the Blue Jackets, that's different. That's special. It's yeah. special to the area. Yeah, the, Blue the Golden Knights. That's not special to Vegas at all. No, the Golden Knights. Are you kidding me? No, you took something from Army on the other side of the country, by the way, and threw a color in there. <laughs> yeah. 
because you couldn't get the rights to black knights or regular knights or some other knights or whatever. It's ridiculous. It was terrible. Terrible, te- terrible team. And guess what? The team's going to suck because it's, it's, it's an expansion team. Yep. Their best player is going to be Ottawa's Ryan Dezingle. Their goalie is going to be, their starting goaltender is going to be Marc-Andre Fleury and their backup is going to be Lack. And so like, it's bad. And, and you know, that's not, that's not their fault. Right. It's but it's bad enough your team's gonna suck. You gave everybody the sucky logo and the sucky name. No one's gonna like this. That's they'll still go to games because it's cool to have hockey there, but it's, this could have been so cool. It this could wear been, it could wear off pretty pretty quickly because they you know this they're is gonna marketing. Look at it, it's gonna it looks like amateur hockey. Yeah, it's bad marketing. You know what? The Toledo walleye name, that would never fly no. in the NHL. No. It's childish. But our colors are great. Well yeah. <laughs> it's still better our, than Golden Knights. But our, yes, it's our, better than Golden Knights. Yeah, Golden Knights is gonna make you think because of an AHL or ECHL team. Yeah. It's a regional thing. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't do that yeah. there, you know, with, with few exceptions. Uh-uh. Like the Red Wings logo. Right. Yeah, that's regional because of the auto industry. Right. That makes sense. The Blue Jackets, it makes sense. But that's also a part of American history that people yeah. outside of Columbus do know about. Right, right, right. So Ohio was a, yeah, we're, we're important when it went to, when it came to that war. Yeah. But uh, man, my God, it's just terrible. They could have been so bold. It, like we're, we're thinking like pinks and purples. Yeah. Well, that's I, what we're hoping for. This is like, you could do that in, in Las Vegas and get away with it. You could come out and well, just yeah, be you, like. You take the neon of the strip and put it on your jerseys and yeah. everyone's going to eat that up. Yep. You could come out and be just, just be like, boom, hot pink. Yeah. And people would love hot it. Hot pink with neon green. Lining. <laughs> I don't know about that, but they, I, dude, I, they would work. They would eat it up out there. Well, I'm, I was picturing just like I was picturing just like like a pink or purple with black and gold. Yeah, and and like I thought we were getting purple. I yeah. did. And uh, I, I thought that it was pink when they flashed those that backup logo, the alternate logo. Oh, yeah. Turned out to just was, be yeah. red. Yeah. It's just red. And Ooh. it's going to be a highlight color yeah. on a black jersey or whatever the hell it's going to be. I had gone into NHL 17 to try and create something like a good-looking uniform. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I could not get it to work. Using their colors. Oh. Using their colors. Yeah, so I could I, not get it to work. A quick question. And there's for you like guys 25 jerseys. Of- when, um, so obviously, I, I, I think I know the answer because they want you to buy next year's game, but as you simulate through in a season or whatever, does it add a 31st team? I don't think that they're going to. No. I haven't. I, I haven't gotten they, through. I think they talked to the developers and they they said a couple months ago or like a month ago or whatever that there weren't any plans yet, but they were kind of they were kind of vague about what they're going to do. Right. If they were going to add a 31st team to NHL 17. Gotcha. Or if they'll just wait until NHL 18 comes out. Right. They'll probably put a Knights player on the cover. Uh, they shouldn't do that. Don't do that. Hey, yeah. hey, EA whatever. I don't know who makes that game, but uh, I think it's EA. I no, know. I mean like the actual developer. Oh yeah, but, it's not Tiburon anymore. No, Tiburon's just the football back yeah. in the day. I could have sworn they did one of the other sports too. Oh, who knows? Right. But uh, I think it might be EA Vancouver or somebody. Hey, you might be right. God only knows. But uh, yeah. just don't do it. Yeah, don't. Please don't. In fact, you know I don't need them in my games. Don't even put them in. <laughs> It was bad. It was. It was terrible. Yeah. So. But that brings us into our next rant, also about the world of hockey and yeah. a man named John Scott and his new rule. Yeah, the NHL got rid of fun. <laughs> the NHL is uh, trying really hard to remove fun from the game. Now, John Scott got voted to be the captain in the All-Star game last year, and he wasn't even an NHL player by the time that, this, that the All-Star break w- went down. He was playing down in the AHL. And the team he was playing for was an affiliate of an Eastern Conference. As right. opposed to the Western Conference captain that he was. Yeah, right. But 
and and but get this people loved it it was fun it, it was it was a fun distraction and the nhl wants to avoid that happening well, then he went on to be the mvp of the game yeah he goes and scores goals and he's the mvp and like he had a hell of a great time but you know he did come out and say like yeah it was, it was ridiculous yeah he, yeah he said it was a stupid thing at the time and but he, get, you know but get this you got people to care about the all-star game yeah like by any means necessary although i don't know how, i don't know how many more people cared based on that than would have just I being watched hockey it. fans i paid more attention to the stories it got clicks yeah it got clicks and you know i think that's a big deal it, people read about it people checked up and saw like you know yeah john, like hey that john scott guy actually scored goals in that thing and you're like oh my god really so the nhl was pissed about it because he was playing in the ahl on the wrong conference yeah and the fans wanted him to be the captain of the team and i thought it was a huge success and the nhl wants to kill it they don't yeah. want that to happen again well so yeah so the, the rule change that they made a player cannot be a captain if they are on the ir at the time of selections or at the all-star game and if they have been sent down to the ahl they cannot be a captain now if a player gets sent down to the ahl comes back right. and has a tremendous season once they get back they can be the captain but they mm-hmm. cannot be actively in the ahl and be an nhl captain at the same time yeah which I don't know. I I get it because it it did take them away from AHL games, right? And they have their own championship and their own standings and yeah. everything. It just irritates me that the NHL is like, we're not going to do this. Oh, well, but to be right. fair, it took John Scott away from AHL games. Hey man, he's an <laughs> NHL All Star Game MVP. <laughs> yeah, man, did you know? <laughs> No, I, I, I think it's ridiculous, though, that the NHL is just so against this. Yeah. It's like, we we want we need Crosby and Ovechkin or these guys. It's like, um, Crosby and Ovechkin are always going to fill yeah. seats. Although, like, we don't need to remind people that they exist. They remind people themselves that they right. exist. Like, this John Scott story was cool. Who cares how stupid it was? Here's the thing, though. There are other guys in the league that they can do that with that won't be sent to the AHL. Yeah. That, I mean, you know, take a guy like... Uh, I think because, it's a guy like Roussel from Dallas. But I think because John Scott is just this enforcer dude who got sent to the HL. Well, that, that's why I was using Roussel. I mean, yeah. he's he's just kind of a thug for Dallas. Right. Fans can vote him in and do the same exact thing without right. the risk of him being sent to the AHL. Yeah. So no, I think it was so fun, and I just I I hate that the NHL is so against it because they want they need these big names. I'm sorry NHL, but get if it were uh, all these other big names last year, I would have paid less attention. Yeah. I promise you, I would have paid less attention i was more interested in the john scott thing just because i thought it was a cool thing hey you know this is what happens when <laughs> this is democracy i mean you want fans to vote they're gonna vote which i have issue with fan voting because anyway. you get to vote 35 times on every device yep. yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous yep. but it's but i it was, hate fan voting for that reason but it was cool because guess what it's the all-star game and who cares right like hey. you can this is a game that is 100 percent meaningless yeah like okay this one i don't mind as much but like mlb drives me up the wall yeah yeah, you, yeah. Guys, you guys had to add. You guys have to add a whole day of special events before this. You got to get musicians to come in and play uh, their sets just to get people to pay attention to this stupid yeah. event. Okay, it's the All Star Game. Nobody cares. So let us let us have fun with it. I watch it because do, there's nothing else on. Do you want us to not have fun? Right. Yeah. Because we had fun. I had fun. I promise yeah. you, I won't watch this year's. I didn't watch the year before last. Right. So I'm just saying there, you know, there's some statistics for you, NHL. I watched when John Scott was involved. Well, they they actually did. <laughs> there were improvements to it from previous years, such as the jerseys didn't look like motocross jerseys. Oh yes. my God! The, if you slap the fox, uh, I don't know what what does fox do that, that motocross stuff. Yeah, the motocross. So there's that company called Fox that does uh, motocross. And like, if you slap the logo on the front of that instead of the NHL logo, it would look completely like it. <laughs> 
belong to their oh, yeah. neon bright yeah. colors. In- instead, last year they went to the NHL's official colors, were like orange black, and black. Yeah, black and orange, yeah. It, I think it was like a black, gray, and a yellow. And yeah. uh, they looked good. Just slap the Vegas Knights logo on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Boom. Be done with it. They were good looking uniforms. Yeah. And uh, they had the three on three hockey going too. Yeah, so they made some changes that make it more watchable. But I, I still think that John Scott but John drew Scott, more viewers. Yeah. Or drew at least not viewers of the game, but people were still clicking on your link. Yeah. I don't know why they even vote goalies in. Yeah. I mean, why not just leave Because empty? occasionally yeah, a, right. a goalie will have a really good, you know, singular period that they play. Yeah. The score is always like 50 to 44. Yeah. Just leave empty nets. Anyway, that's how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, I like it was fun. Don't try to prevent fun from happening. Yeah. Well, like I said the other day, I'm okay with it because John Scott is okay with it. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> what. Yeah, Michael said that, and like, okay, yeah, whatever. But yeah. I, like, it, from a business standpoint, you, I think he made the wrong decision. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to suffer for it. I want to see this year's ratings. Right. But. All right. Well, uh, we're in the last segment of the show, which is yeah. usually our ballpark. Um, yeah. But we're, we're kind of burning through those. What do you mean, uh, yeah, do you I, mean I, by usually? I had, I had a, I had a, a, I don't know, I guess a revelation as I looked through my list of places I've been. Yeah. It's we're kind of burning through dwindling. Them. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, because, I mean, there are only we, so many. Yeah, because we go to these these things together. Yeah, you know, we can't, I, I've only got maybe two stadiums that David hasn't been to. Right. He's only got like three that I haven't been to. Tom hasn't been to one by himself. So anytime me or David yeah, does yeah. one, uh, did I already do Chase Field though? But you were there with Chase Field. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, there are stadiums in the hundred teens, and we haven't been to. You know, we're well, not, yeah. yeah. None of us have been to yeah, a California so, you know, stadium. We've burned through like I, I'm like through five. a third of mine. David's yeah. through probably about a quarter of his. So yeah. uh, we're gonna change things up a little bit. We're just we gonna got, throw in some more segments. Yeah, we instead. got we've got two different segments that we're gonna rotate through. Um, one of them, which we'll do for you today, is a uh, uh, top ten. And since we had something special happen this week with Tom Brady achieving those two milestones, uh, we're gonna do a top ten Tom brady moments yep this is michael's top 10 tom brady yeah. um now i will I, I do want to tell you guys about the other segment that we're going to rotate in it's going to be the ballpark bros basement of fame it's like a hall of fame but since we broadcast from a basement it's our basement of fame it's our basement of fame so you know we'll our we'll, baby buff <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll induct guys and i think what we'll probably do with that since there are you know a higher number of qualified players, we may each induct a player each time we do it. Okay. Right. Um, so, but we'll, we will probably bring that to you either next week or the week after, but this week we are going to do the top 10 Tom Brady moments. So David, number 10, 2010 week 14 at Chicago in a snowstorm with 50 mile per hour winds, Tom Brady completed 27 of 40 passes for 369 yards and two touchdowns. The Patriots led the Bears 33 to nothing at half and won 36 to seven. <laughs> well, what happened yeah. in that second half? And, uh, I think they just took the foot off the gas yeah. and put Brady on the sideline. Well, it's, uh, that's when the Bears were less bad, dude. Uh, no, that was the year that they played the Packers in the championship game. Yeah, less, yeah. less bad. Yeah. <laughs> so not only less bad, but actually good. Actually, pretty good <laughs> Bears team. Yeah. Was that the year of the catch? Not the catch, but was that the year of the process? No, no, that was... That was uh... When was that? I, actually, it might have been. I don't know, for sure. I know that, okay. That was the year that Green Bay won the Super Bowl, I know that. All right. So, they did what now? Was that the year after? Uh, who won before Green Bay? Was it New Orleans? New Orleans. I think it was yeah. the same year. Yeah. Number nine. 2010, week 12, Thanksgiving at Detroit. 
Oh, I remember this one. Brady had a perfect passer rating going 21 to 27 for 341 yards and four touchdowns. New England beat Detroit 45 to 24. I know it seems like I'm picking on my team's rivals, and the, but that's just the way it fell. The game wasn't even as close as that not at all close score right, indicates. Right. Oh, yeah. I, that is that is one Thanksgiving game that I, I remember very, very clearly. Yeah, it was 2010, by the way. I just got well, okay. yeah, process yeah. same year. Number eight, 2015 divisional round game against Baltimore. The Patriots were down 14 to nothing, 28 to 14, and 31 to 28 at different points in the game. Brady led the comeback, going 33 of 50 for 367 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. New England beat Baltimore 35 to 31 to advance the AFC Champion. Was that the one where Flacco had the option to throw it to the guy or run it in himself, and he chose the one that resulted in not winning? Yeah, the he game? threw the ball and the it, it got knocked out of Lee Evans's hands, I believe. Did or no, he... no, 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 no. Sorry, that was the year before. Okay. Oh, okay. No, this one Brady led the late comeback. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so number seven, Super Bowl 35. Tom Brady led the Patriots to a last minute upset of the 14 point favorite St. Louis Rams. Yeah, on the final drive, he was five for seven and led them to the game-winning field goal to win 20-17. to 17. That drive started with a minute 30 left on the clock, and everybody thought they were just going to play for overtime. Yeah. Uh, you know, his first year starting, taking over for the injured Drew Bledsoe, drove him straight down the field and put Adam Vinatieri in, in position for that kick, which started the Patriot dynasty. Yeah. What number that, were we uh, I stopped? Uh... <laughs> number six. The Tuck Rule. Oh, no. The tuck rule. In a snowy, snowy night up in New England, uh, Brady dropped back to pass and appeared to fumble the ball. It was recovered by, recovered by Raiders linebacker, which would have probably put the game away. Yeah, yeah for and, the most part, uh, yeah. sent Oakland on to the AFC Championship game. Instead, they ruined football forever. Upon further review, Tom Brady was bringing the ball back down from a pump fake and tucking it when it slipped out of his hands, resulting in an incomplete pass as his arm was still in the throwing motion. Except that it wasn't. Was this before all turnovers were reviewed and they had to remind us every time that a turnover was reviewed that all turnovers are reviewed? Hey, did you guys know that? Yes. Sorry. I just, I hate that so much with commentary. That was before that. Every score, every turnover. Well, because it's it's reviewed. Like, no. It's for the casual fan. Yeah, well. That's the only way they're going to turn the casual fan into the uh, insane beating people over the result of a game fan. They don't have to tell you that they're all reviewed. We can just watch the game. Right. Um, So. The Patriots tied the game 13-13 and won 16-13 in overtime to advance to the championship game. Number five. Week 14, 2007. After two sloppy games against Philadelphia and Baltimore, New England finally looked vulnerable in their undefeated season. Pittsburgh's Anthony Smith guaranteed a win over the Patriots that week. Um, Guarantees. No, just don't. Never do it. No. Tom Brady look like made him look the fool. Yeah. Well, Brady targeted Smith twice for long touchdowns, and New England won the game 34-13. to Brady finished 32-46 of for 399 yards and four touchdowns. New England improved to 13-0. That was the game where I decided that I should not watch New England when they play Steelers. It has not been good since then. Angrier and angrier. Yeah, it's stressful. Number four. Week 6, 2009, New England Patriots 59, Tennessee Titans 0. Tom Brady went 29 of 34 for 380 yards and 6 touchdowns. He threw 5 of those touchdowns in the second quarter and was pulled with 10-17 left in the third, up 52 (laughs) to nothing. (laughs) Oh my god. That's all, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Is that the one where they, is that the game where they really got on Belichick for running up the score? Yes, that yeah. yeah. When that all started. Hey. 
it's not their fault. Yeah. They got to do something. They yeah, <laughs> like they pulled their starters with ten minutes left in the, in right. the third. What they do you want sc- them and to do? And they scored another touchdown. Right, right. <laughs> oh my god! You can't just you know not. Yeah. You can't just stop running and sit down and wait for the other team to just, tackle you. Or right. just turn over the ball intentionally. Every time you get the ball back, just punt it. Yeah. <laughs> punt on first down. Number three. Super Bowl 38. Was that against? Um, it was against Carolina. The not Giants. Tom Brady went 32 for 48 for 354 yards, three touchdowns. His 32 completions was a Super Bowl record. He led the game-winning drive with under two minutes left. Um, you know, Part of that back-to-back after yeah. they beat, uh, or before they beat Philly. Um, that was one of the better Super Bowls. It I've was ever that watched, was yeah too. that was one of the one of the better Super Bowls I've ever watched up to that point because yeah. uh, there have been quite a few close ones recently. Yeah, some fun ones recently. Um, but that was at a time when these games were still kind of being blowouts. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, definitely uh one of the defining moments of his career. Yep. Number two, the 2005 AFC Championship game. Brady's stat line was not that great. He was 14 of 21 for 207 yards and two touchdowns. I don't know why Tom's still. What makes this a yeah? What makes this a definitive game and one of his top moments is that he had a 103 degree fever and was getting IVs up until game time. New England won the game 41 to 27 over the Steelers. Yeah, and he's not getting everybody sick by throwing that ball around. Yeah, yeah, hundred and three yeah. degree fever. I mean, this was this was Jordan flu in the finals. Good. Yeah. Um. That's so good. that was my number two moment for uh for that reason alone. And now number one, Super Bowl forty nine. The Patriots were down twenty four to fourteen as late as eight minutes left. Brady threw two touchdowns. The game winner coming with two o two left to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Brady was 37 of 50 for 428 yards and four touchdowns. That's a lot of numbers for a Super Bowl, man. If, if <laughs> against that defense, that defense. if that's, only that's what does it. That defense. If only Ugh. somebody had thought to hand the ball off to somebody else. I know, right? That wouldn't be number one. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, that that would have been it. Would have been number two. <laughs> yeah, that is the number one, the number you, one moment when you play that well against the Seahawks defense, against one of the best defenses the league has ever seen. Yeah, Legion of whatever, <laughs> Legion of uh, Zoom. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's been one heck of a career by Tom Brady, and, yeah. and there seem to be winding down. No, you can. I'd hate say it. three or four more years, he's going to be at his peak. You, you, know, can, you can hate you his know, guts still, as much as you want. Still playing to this level, he irritates the hell out of me. So. I told Tom before the show, I actually could have made the list out of games played solely against the Steelers and Ravens. <laughs> yeah, that would have been unfair. It, it, it would have been easy to do, though. Yeah, it would have been easy. They had to take the cheap way out. <laughs> yeah, well, Ollie could make a top ten of Eli Manning against the Packers. Nope, only five. You make a top five. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's just going to have two top fives. Yeah. He's going to have top five uh, Ben Roethlisberger moments. And top five. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, that's our new segment. And uh, like I said, we'll be rotating in final segments throughout. Um, yeah, we'll have all kinds of top tens. It could. It might not be player-specific. Right. You know, player-centric. Like, you know, Are centering we- on just one player it might be whatever and we may all contribute a top 10 you guys know what a top 10 is right yeah yeah we, we may all, <laughs> david we may letterman all... did them for long enough you you right. ought to be familiar i'm explaining to the, our our listeners what a top 10 list is yeah oh oh i do believe that is our show for the day i think uh, that's it thank yeah. you all for listening and make sure to check out the seattle sounders in the mls cup they will face the winner of toronto fc or montreal impact which i don't will be played on wednesday i don't know that anyone's do that so so make sure but to check should. that out. 